Welcome to the Daily Wrap-Up, a concise show dedicated to bringing you the most relevant independent news as we see it from the last 24 hours. Monday, February 13th, 2023. Thank you for joining me today. It's a crazy day. There, a crazy week, crazy month, crazy year, crazy decade. It seems like we're just in a crazy time. Definitely, as I titled it today, the, the, the year that PSYOPs went mainstream. I mean, it's not, it, it's it, a couple different ways that I meant that really is that ultimately to, it seems like it's obviously something that they've been conducting for as long as we've been in existence, but it seems like it's something that's just one after another right now, which is clearly causing a lot of us to think that there's kind of like with the COVID-19 agenda that was so very clumsy and so pushed and forced and rapid that there was something that was being driven towards some kind of time frame that they were trying to execute it with, with that in mind. And right now it feels like there's something like that going on. Like there's, it just doesn't make sense. They're so clear, so obvious, so obviously interconnected. Like there's only so much you can call coincidence. Now I'm not saying I know for sure in every single aspect, but again, there's only so much you can just dismiss as it just so happens to turn out that way without realizing it's almost like mathematically impossible. So what we're seeing today is really interesting and it makes me wonder whether or not there's an agenda for why it's so clear fear division the basics i don't know that's why i present this stuff for you guys to come to your own conclusions about but just in the last week so many days earthquakes and harp discussions and and you know balloons and ufos and train crashes and toxic waste spills and it's just you know and and most of those stories are being covered in accurately and correctly not only from the corporate media, mind you, corporate media is just lying and conflating and hiding and not talking about stories. And then you got people within the independent media, which obviously does exist in any category you look at. People will rush to say things that they haven't proven, talking about things that they conflate that aren't even connected. There's no evidence behind them, making allegations about things that you can prove aren't true. This happens everywhere you look. Often, I argue a lot of that's most likely, or some of which I argue has to be intentional being driven from within this narrative to make us look like we're doing that, but it's everywhere. So today we're going to talk about mostly that we're going to talk about the earthquake conversation. We're going to talk about the balloons and not really in depth as you might expect, because I frankly think it's exactly as ridiculous as you might think. I think that it is, if that makes sense, but I want to go into how I think all of this connects, what we're looking at a great interview with Garland Nixon today about these topics, Nord Stream pipeline included. And we're going to go over what this all looks like and why I think a lot of this is actually interconnected and then kind of not end, but for the most part, for the third segment out of the four, I guess I argue the Ohio story, which is not, which is technically the oldest part of all of this. I, and again, I'll give a shout out right out of the gate, which I'll say again in the show, Helena destroy tweeted this out on the 11th, which is one point I'll make about why freedom of reach as Sam Husseini and I have talked about, is so incredibly important, not even just important, which is in fact a integral part of, integral part of free speech. It is free speech. You can scream into a corner, but if no one can reach you, then it's not really free speech, is it? And so that's my point about how she can put this out there, even share the account that now is suddenly getting all this attention and it doesn't really get talked about. Even myself, I mean, I, I had it in front of me. I saw it, but there's been things going on over the last couple of days, and I didn't really dig into it until yesterday, really realizing how serious this story is. And it just shows until certain people point at things, it doesn't really get the attention that it deserves. It's very telling. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the CDC, mRNA, and the reality that they always knew 
that it wasn't just going to stay in your shoulder and why I think a lot of this ties together. And even if it doesn't, it really just comes down to malfeasance and malfeasance and the, and the government not doing what they say they're supposed to do or doing the things that they know we never would guess that they would do or just basically breaking everything that they claim is sacred. And we're going to go through why I think this is very important today and as well as a couple of interesting deviations from what I would normally do, I guess, and into some pop, some media that overlaps with this Ohio story that somebody else has been talking about as well. But something that stood out to me, the mo- the moment this video, the, the movie was mentioned, I immediately connected with something in this movie that I think is, I don't know. I, I find it almost impossible not to see that there's like a message there. Just my personal opinion. Call me a conspiracy theorist, if you will. But let's start off today before we get into all of that with a couple of quick notes about some articles that went out. And right out of the gate, a big shout out to somebody that I just wanted to, I just really appreciate when people take the time to, to shout this out. And the same thing, by the way, just on the, off the top of my head, another uh, one of a uh, big fan of the Rebunk show, which is Scott Armstrong, which is now part of T-Lav, also co-founder of Pirate Stream Media, which will be coming more. He had another tweet like this recently as well, where somebody's just holding the shirt and saying, oh, I'm just so proud to be a supporter of yours. It just may, it's a, it, it really, every single time this means everything. And I really think this is important. To, to take a moment to recognize that we have an amazing community here, guys. We really do. And this is v, um, M Villa saying, too cool for school. I love my question everything t-shirt. FYI, two people in, in one day asked how to get one. I just think that's fantastic. Now, if, if you'd like to get one, obviously you can check us out on truthclothing.io. Check that out. You can support us in a lot of different ways, including on uh, my autonomy course, which will be in the show notes down below, or hopefully they'll post in the chat for me. And I'll, I'm, I'm, on that note, I'll be... Um, conducting i'll be joining grand theft world coming up i forget the date off the top of my head coming up the next week be doing that as well but my autonomy course you can support us there you support uh grand theft world through that as well and there's a lot of different ways you can do that we do definitely need your support guys we've got a lot in the works and a lot growing a lot coming your way i mean really just think about how interesting it is that the last american vagabond in particular is putting out some content and interviewing some people that are you know at the level of the same people you'll find on fox news and cnn and and so on with you know 145th of the resources let that sink in and, and realize the kind of content we're putting out but we're going to keep doing regardless because we care but your support is needed now here is a tweet that Brooke Jackson put out that I wanted just to pr- shout out and say thank you in general, and then use this as a reminder to point out that we will be conducting an interview with Brooke Jackson coming up in a week or so later down this month due to some personal things we were forced to cancel right at the last minute, which is, of course, one of the reasons why I often tell you I don't like to go live with interviews, and it never seems to happen to me, and this was the first time it happened. And it's just organic. It happens to me, too. There was a, just a personal family thing, and we weren't able to get it done. And I, I had to, in the moment, change the title. And so the link that you might find somewhere that says Brooke Jack's interview may, in fact, go to this interview right now. But I thought I corrected all of them. You still may get a couple of them out there. Just a heads up. It's a great show. And in fact, I'm actually pointing to something that Brooke Jackson herself shared out. But we will be doing that. More coming your way. As I pointed out before, the very first interview with Brooke Jackson on her topic of the Ventavia Pfizer trial whistleblowing discussion was on The Last American Vagabond. We had a follow up with her about a month and a half later, and I've been wanting to connect with her to just update you guys on what's going on with that trial because it is paramount. I mean, it is really, really important. The, 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 it, even still right now, not just because of what happened before, right now, her trial and her and her case is so incredibly important. They've admitted that they they that they're lying to you, but it's okay for because of X, Y, and Z. It's wild. Anyway, this show is actually really important as well. But on top of that, 
Great interview with Josh Walco, Josh Walcos of the uh, Champagne Joshi channel, doing some really great work out there, some amazing threads that are really powerful. And I just titled, Josh just struck me as a really genuine, real person who just decided to do this because nobody's doing what they should, you know, watching the corporate media and going, geez, if they're not, no one's doing what they're supposed to be doing, what they say they're going to do. So average people step up and fill that gap. And that's exactly what this is about. That's how I see myself. I was a chef before this, right? Forever ago. You guys know that. I went to the Culinary Institute of America, was working at super high-end restaurants, and some some are, some not, <laughs> over the years, traveling and working and so on. And just this just kind of fell, I just fell into this and, Never really expected it to become what it is now. And, and now it's everything to me, right? I mean, and that's, and that's never what I planned for. I just felt I had to do this because it seemed like nobody else was outside of the independent media. Josh is one of those people, I argue. And I titled it, As the COVID Narrative Collapses, Standing Up Has Never Been More Important. So consider that, guys. Consider that in the context of today and what's going on. Great article put out by Robert in the Kesh. Syria, Turkey, earthquake, death toll could top 20,000. It is indeed a Syria and Turkey earthquake, in case you missed that on corporate media, as U.S. sanctions make life a living hell. And the sad reality here is that they just don't care. You know the story here. They, you know, All the talks and pl- pleas for helping, it's all about Turkey. That Nobody's seemingly helping Syria other than the, the usual, you know, the bad guys, as you might put it, and from the corporate media perspective. And then the U.S. sanctions aren't being removed, so it makes it even worse. So they don't have access to the things they need on top of what they would need in a normal day. I mean, it's just horrific. But they continue to pretend like this is, you know, their choice, I guess, while acting like they're not doing that. It's just disgusting. The people who pretend like they're fighting for good and freedom and whatever else while doing the exact opposite, as always, are the worst of the worst. And a really interesting article put out by Matt Errett that I think... As always, it seems with his outstandingly insightful and in-depth research that it gets misinterpreted and taken out of con by the court people in the two-party paradigm, as always, of course, because, right, if you think anything but harp right now in in context with the earthquake, then you're a shill. Didn't you know that? Then you're fake news and you're lying for China or something like that, right? I'm not even trying to be dismissive. I, of all people, have done extensive research on harp in general, and I'll make points about it today. But I just think it's so interesting how quickly you will be eaten alive by people in the two-party paradigm if you go afoul of one part of one of their narratives, even if you're on their side. You'll, this is why I point out the content creators out there who cultivate an audience invested in this kind of mindset. And then the moment that they say the wrong thing one day, they attack you too. That's just that, that, That's not you controlling content. That's Anyway, the point is, this is a really interesting article. And as it's titled, Will the Turkish Earthquake Unleash Science from the Shackles of Statisticians? Now, stati- statisticians, that's interesting. I feel like I should say it differently. Now, as I said before, even with the previous articles around the two-party paradigm roots, the Hayek and, and Keynesian kind of argument, there was things within even that that I'm like, well, I might have argued otherwise, but I am not the kind of editor that's only going to publish things that I only agree with. As long as it's logically consistent, if he goes in a different direction, any of my writers, then that's exactly what I want. I want challenging ideas. Because read this for yourself. It's actually profound. I've never even heard this alternative perspective on on how earthquakes essentially could be caused. Now, the interesting part to me, he argues within this, or rather the, the people he cites argue, historically going back hundreds of years, 100 or so years, that this is about something more so about electromagnetism. And, and other aspects than they are than so than the current understanding. Now, I'm not even sure where I stand on this because this is such a new idea to me. But it's 
logically and factually accurate that this could be the another version. But, you know, based on the scientific information, you can look at for yourself. Of course, just like with the vaccine and everything, else, the consensus pushes back and disagrees. Well, it certainly could be. But just consider the different per, uh, perspective. Now, what's interesting to me, back to the heart point, is that, of course, people... I've already gotten some like very nasty comments about this article. You're like, of course you're coming out to hide that Harp did all of this because we know that for sure, don't we? Right? Of course we don't know that for sure, but it's certainly interesting. And I'll get into more points about that in a second about whether Harp is even capable of what they think is happening, and you know, or maybe we don't know what it's capable of. All possible. But what I find most interesting is that, and this is not even where Matt takes this. I talked about him with him about this in in depth about Harp in general, and I said, what do you think about that? And he, he doesn't think that's connected. And we all have the right to our opinion. And I, I'm not sure where I stand. But what I find so interesting is that in this very article, the thing they think they're attacking because they feel it undermines the harp argument, I almost find is completely connected. Like they're talking about electromagnetism and the internal, like the argument of the people he's citing in the article itself is this is more of an organic thing. That they, but not not the way you might argue with the tectonic plates, but there's still an organic thing with the planetary alignment and so on. So the fact that it's not coordinated is what gets attacked by people that think we're trying to undermine that. But what if, on top of this interesting point, it has been weaponized? You see, this article is not completely just this is the only thing and it can't be something else. I immediately went to the possibility, well, if it's electromagnetism, maybe that's why this entire understanding of earthquakes has been kept suppressed. And maybe that's exactly why it is able to be weaponized. And maybe that's why. Now, Matt feels differently, which I really love having these talks with him because he's a very intelligent person. But I thought it was so interesting that it's possible that this core understanding, if this is true, seems almost more likely to align with the idea that this could have been something harp oriented. You see, and I just, well, the reason I want to explain it at the beginning, it's, it's so frustrating how people get so shut down, sort of like the viruses aren't exi don't exist kind of conversation, as much as that's a valid point, and it should be discussed. You can miss the forest for the trees kind of an argument, right? And I think within this argument, this article may in fact be something that really does connect with exactly what we, what the, the weaponization of this kind of thing. I just, it's just an interesting thought. So read it, you know, and, and consider this as well as other things. I just think that there's a lot that we think we understand that we really don't, that there's been, you know, the consensus has ruled the day. And that's kind of what his point is in this, aside from the actual earthquake and the, the science behind it, that historically speaking, you can see like corporate science take over the, the whatever you want to call the golden age of science, right? Where suddenly it became more about statisticians and, 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 uh, um, what's the word? Not, uh, uh, dang it, I'm blanking on the term all of a sudden, like stats and and statistics, really. There's another word I'm trying to think about. Instead of, like, basically that if it doesn't fit the exact model of a mathematical equation, that it can't be true, which we all know that's not accurate. There's things that we may not understand, right? But today, it's the same way. They think the mRNA works this way and the vaccine's safe, and that's it. And if you try to point it out, you're fake and you're wrong and you're a conspiracy theorist, except now we're realizing that that's not true. And even the scientists that may have actually believed what was happening are now going, wait a minute, looks like we were wrong. And that's the kind of reason that consensus can be the problem. So ch check this out. It's very interesting. It's a very interesting point. Now, to that point, I wanted to point out something in that same exact vein. Now, I'm interested in the concept of HARP, as you can look on the last American Vagabond. I, I think I've even written an article about it, but there's a lot of points about HARP and what it is and why it's concerning. Modeling was one of them. Thank you, uh, Baby. That's one of them, but it was... Uh, anyway, now I'm going to forget. But it's, it's, see, the point is it's about, it's about you know, the, not necessarily the, like, 
the uh, the art science science is about trying to understand the unknown really right where math and all this is about trying to force it into an understanding you already have i guess that's the best way to explain it the way my mind works and that's what he points out is that historically you can see where even like the government military industrial complex kind of overtook the scientific endeavors and made it into what the directions that they wanted to go in and then every like i often think about the the indiana jones scene at the end of i think the first movie the arc the uh, the arc one and basically where it shows them taking that box into a gigantic room full of other boxes and just putting it on a shelf somewhere. And we're talking about the Ark of the Covenant. And it's like, you know, oh, don't worry, it'll be taken care of, the guy says. And it's like, I just think about how many things the government has shelved away that could change everything. Yeah, and they, Yes, it's a movie clip, but realize that they have done this with cancer cures, with all sorts of other things that they don't want to overtake what they want to. Anyway, this image floated around. And, it, and, and this image is not actually that abnormal you'll find this in history around all sorts of other places that doesn't mean that we know what it is it certainly could be something other than just a cloud right but here's the point he says this is the heart made cloud okay over turkey just before the earthquake struck now there's a lot in there that's very very unproven not proven and and flat out false now i just have a hard time with how much this is happening right now and getting almost two million views now, I'm not saying censorship. Of course not. Everybody has a right to be wrong and flat out lie. So if you want to come on here and flat out lie for more reach, well, you have a right to. It's called free speech. But here's the problem. Or not do your due diligence and share what you think will get more reach. I don't know what you're insinuating by saying the cloud looks very familiar, but I can't put my finger on it. Clearly, there's a point there to his audience will go, yes, let's assume into that. But harp made. Are we really going to pretend that we know for sure that that's made by harp? I mean, look, there are people that are very educated and like super anti-establishment contrarian people that will call out every conspiracy we're talking about, but tell you that that's just not possible with the way that works. Now, I'm not saying I understand all the ins and outs of HARP, but I do know there's a lot of misinformation about it. A lot of things we think we know that haven't been proved. Blah, there's a lot behind it. It's a lot of opaque information. To argue that we know for sure that that was caused by HARP is just simply in. That is a subjective argument because that's what pe the people want to look at this and go, oh, he knows because he's a journalist. That's a statement that's not provable right now, in my opinion, being stated because it will get reached. Then you can argue that it happened just before the earthquake, except that's just not true. I mean, here's just somebody commenting underneath saying, when exactly did this cloud appear? This is January 19th. And then also you can find examples of this all throughout. I mean, people writing about it in January 20th, 23rd. Right. And then this happens on the sixth. So, yeah, it's not right before. Now, you could argue that's semantic. You know, we're nitpicking. Well, fine. But there's a big difference, though. Right. Two weeks later is not right before. That's kind of a problem for me when we're talking about the way that people share information today. And then people are responding. He's saying, yeah, most often you're spot on. I really don't agree with that, but I'd walk this one back. His own audience is going, that's not actually true. No, Stu, it's not. HARP is over, is, is over the horizon radar. The amount of energy HARP would have to output to cause an earthquake is more than we can generate for it. This is just this person's opinion. It would simply melt before you could fire it, and it would set everything around it on fire and energy loaded high. Now, maybe he's wrong. Maybe we don't understand what they've developed it into, and it could be possible that. You know, this is the point. We don't know this. It's not like this is accompanied by some kind of in-depth documentation that shows what harp can do and how we know it can cause this or whatever else. This should bother all of us, guys, because this is getting a lot of attention and it's being used to make it look like this is what we all do. 
And this is just people pointing out that these clouds exist and have existed over organic areas for a long time. But also those could be connected to something we don't understand, right? That's also possible. But it says, this is Dylan saying, you guys, this is an alto cumulus standing uh, lenticular cloud. They happen over mountainous regions every day, which I've seen examples of. You can look it up all over the place. But again, Maybe that's just Harp doing that all over the world. I don't know. It's not what we're looking for. It's a total distraction to focus on these clouds. Something much more sinister is happening. So it's, this is what's interesting. Dylan is a supporter. And he just understands clouds. And he's going, no, no, this is just something distracting. Okay. The point is that people like this, in my opinion, don't care about the distractions. It's something that will get attention. My sources say this is what this happened. And let's snake oil and whatever else or snake venom. All these things, guys, it's problematic. And we need to be better than this. Now, here's just a quick, simple 30-second reverse image search that takes it back to January 3rd, January 22nd. Okay. That being said, the problem here is that a lot of these things are being used. And a lot of people kind of don't care. We need to be careful with these kind of manipulations. And they are everywhere right now. Garland Nixon and I had a great talk about this this morning. I titled False Flag PSYOPs and UFOs. Oh, my. Kind of a take from... Uh, Wizard of Oz, the point being the lions and tigers and bears, which was the illusion, really, right? The scare, the the phantom scare, uh, fear, excuse me, that are out there, right? That's kind of the idea for me today. Not to say that the these things, obviously, Nord Stream is a real thing. This was an actual bombing, but we're being lied to about all of this stuff or withholding information intentionally, which is kind of the main point for me about this. I said this this morning with him, as well as on Ricky, uh, Ricky show, uh, the ripple effect this morning, which I don't think comes out today where I just, it seems like they totally have our number, right? They know if they tell you what they want you to think, well, a lot of us are going to go, I don't know. A lot of us are going to inherently go not true because we just don't like what they say. So they know, well, what do we do? How do we get past that? Well, we give them no information, right? We just, we, we float a, a completely baseless story that has nothing to go on and we act like we can't say anything and there's no more to go on. And then we all just run with our narratives. And then once the facts actually come out, well, too late. We already have our narrative set and then both partisan sides have already decided what's going on. Don't we see that by now? And this is the, the Twitter files and all the, the, everything else about this that is driving us into a subjective way of viewing news. So the UFO part of this, we scream about a balloon and intricately talk about every single movement. And then suddenly it's like unidentified stuff. We can't go tell you more. One over here, things like this. Maybe it was a balloon. Maybe it was this. Maybe it was an octagon. (laughs) We don't even know. We can't tell you more. And everybody freaks out for four days. Like it just seems ridiculous. Now, I'm not even saying it's not real or we don't, I don't know. But it seems like the way that they're using this is intentionally deceptive. Now, the first part is the Nord Stream. Just in case you missed that, I want to reiterate that. This is what Garland and I talked about first. If you haven't seen this article, you should read this. Now, I will make sure to tell you that there's people out there that are arguing that there's part of this that they feel is incorrect. Not necessarily that it's the other side, but just rather that they think maybe the person that gave him this gave him wrong or missing or incorrect information. But it's still the point that this was essentially a U.S. attack but there's part of the story that he got incorrect and so on. Like, I'm not able to suss that out. I, I watched the video. I was listening to what he said. Either way, the bottom line for me is that the U.S. government attacked a NATO ally pipeline and blamed it on Russia. That's a false flag. That's a war crime. That is an act of war. 
It's very interesting. Now, you bet damn well better understand that the Europeans are aware of this work. They know about this. Now, whether the governments care, the people care. Now, this is important. So read this if you want to understand this. I mean, the point with Garland I talked about and the same thing I said. Now, this is important. Now, really, what's important to understand is top, top of everything is just like all the rest of it, this still comes back to an anonymous source. So just like anything else we're talking about right now, this ultimately rests on Seymour Hersh's reputation, which is, I would argue, is 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 stellar. Ultimately, we have both sides of this. They're willing to listen and consider. Right now, the mainstream more than anybody are pushing back on him, calling him a conspiracy theorist, which is just ridiculous for somebody that has done the work he has in the past. But overall, I think that we you can see that this does have its standing that does change the story. And I think that the governments are ultimately trying to run from this or pretend like it's not there, dismiss what he's talking about, but an anonymous source, one of them, it's just, you just, you don't know. You have to question that no matter who it is, just like Twitter files or anything else. Right. But if you, you can go through and look at and read this for yourself and, and look at the sort the, the documentation and it's, it, it's a very compelling story. Oh, oh, sorry. Back to my point was that ultimately Garland and I discussed that before all of this, it was not proven, but ultimately very clear in most people's minds that this was the U.S. government because of what they said, because of what they had done, because of their previous actions. I mean, from an investigatory standpoint, this is a no-brainer that this would be your focal investigative. The, the, the U.S. government would be your prime suspect. This only solidifies that most likely scenario. So understanding that, realizing that's one very obvious and logically important enough story that this kind of stuff would cover. But calling things distractions, it is an easy scapegoat. Just, well, that's slow, like a distraction. I, I, I do think that's an important thing to understand, that there are stories that are literally just put out there to distract you from other things. We all know that. But it is definitely, even from my perspective, I'm like, well, I don't want to just immediately default to doing that. You know, we got to question everything, including our own thoughts and perspectives. So what I think is interesting is we do know that we have the Pfizer discussion. Even the point I'll get at today at the end, the CDC, you know, being caught essentially knowing what they kept claiming, even to this day, was the truth was, you know, that the mRNA didn't stay in your shoulder muscle. Like, there's so many huge stories. That is a benign story in comparison to the millions of people that have died because of their dangerous product that they knew was dangerous, didn't tell anybody and continue to hide and continue to push. People should be in prison right now for that. And this is what we're pointing at, even even on this show. Right. I mean, think about how crazy that is. That's part of it as well. But I just can't stress how important the Nord Stream is because of the Great Reset, because of the fact that this is a kind of a this would shift a lot of foreign policy from a lot of countries perspectives if they could prove this. It's concerning for them. But don't miss that we have just on a quick deviation just for the Nord Stream that just with the Great Reset action or, you know, the pipelines in general or the or the, the energy discussion in general and all these burnings downs of plants and whether it's the food direction or the energy direction all of this stuff has been happening so rapidly you just can't wash this all away to coincidence here's an example right here this is from uh where was it february 11th right in the middle of all this nevada governor declared a state of emergency following fuel pipeline leak in california really I guess maybe two could happen. Okay, well, here's another one. Breaking. Ukraine forces have hit, we're going to pretend it's not on purpose, a major gas line in uh, Makivka. The flames are huge and can be seen from the center of Donetsk. I hope this does not mean Donetsk, Donetsk will not have gas like they don't have water. Right. Let's pretend like that's not on purpose. It's clear Ukraine is trying to shut the residents off from utilities, just like they do in Syria, just like they do in Palestine. This is what they do, guys. The U.S., Israel, the rest of them. This is what they do. They have the same axe everywhere. They're just covering it up like an accident. 
But notice how consistent this is, whether it's to attack infrastructure because it relates to an enemy or just to hurt the flow of energy in a general sense. All of this will have effects on you. Now, other than the Nord Stream pipeline discussion, I just thought this was a hilarious meme that just rings true with me from, a you know, uh, um, <laughs> Jaws. My God, I, was, I kept thinking Shark for some reason, the movie Jaws. If you haven't seen that movie, this is what it's from. He just goes, we're going to need a bigger hoax. <laughs> I just think that's hilarious. It's The line is famously, we're going to need a bigger boat. And he's got the FBI jacket on him and so on. It's just, this is, you know, where we feel we are right now. It's like, okay, well, they didn't really buy it. We're going to need something bigger. So enter, as we've joked about, Project Bluebeam discussions. And that's not even what I really think this is about. I mean, it certainly could be. It's certainly one very real possibility that is a very real documented project from the United States government. But it's more of a kind of joke today in the sense of whether that's going to be the next thing. Certainly a real possibility, though. This is just breaking 911 from February 12th. Latest. Now, I understand before this, there was multiple discussion. We saw the balloon and the back and forth about the balloon and whether or not it was. I mean, th- there's very clear evidence to suggest this was not anything other than what a lot of these things are in the sky, as Garland and I talked about. Now, it certainly doesn't mean there couldn't have been something on that or maybe they're spraying something. I don't know. There's a lot of possibilities. But what we know and what we can see, it seems most likely this was some kind of benign thing just like the one that they say they see over China, but now we're seeing different things. Now, I'm not going to ignore the possibility that it could have been some kind of act by by China or spying by China. I almost guarantee that's probably more likely than anything else. But unless we've got information that can verify that, then we can't say that. And if you know that if the U.S. government had evidence that China was going to do that, or right now they could show you what they have and say, see, we can prove they spied or prove they were going to do a bad thing. Are we really going to pretend that they wouldn't be screaming about that all day, every day right now? They, they just want us to speculate. That's what I mean by giving you less information is clearly the recipe to get us to dive into their narrative. In this case, you can see after multiple examples, one in Canada, all this different stuff, they keep going back and forth. It was a balloon. It was this. One outlet says a balloon. The other outlet says a cylindrical object. Suddenly, it turns into a shape like an octagon object. I mean, it just it's getting ridiculous. Now, it certainly is a possibility that this is just some genuine thing. And they're dealing with random things. But do you really think that they would even be telling us about it if they couldn't give us more? We know how close to the chest they are. My point is, if this is being said, they want you to know about that. That doesn't have to be some conspiratorial thing. That's just national security. Right? That's just the way that these things were. The State Department, the White House. You, you watch one briefing, state or White House, to understand how often they hide, alter, don't answer. They control the flow of information. So again, if this is what's being stated, they want you to know this. So think about what that means. Why would they be shifting it up? And so they would either hold it back and not tell you until they could tell you what they wanted you to know, or they tell you what they want you to know, and that's why it's being mixed up and confusing. Right, it's just so not a balloon, which is what they said in the beginning. But what's interesting is when you look at this article now, suddenly there's literally no mention of Octagon anywhere. Not a single mention. That's interesting, even though it still says that on the link. Well, what about... When you go back, oh, I go back on the way back machine, and it's completely different as well. And what's interesting to me is the entire article changes. You can see that it's still airspace over Michigan. That's the actual URL right there. But look at what it says here. This is the current article. There is not even a single same paragraph. I'm only pointing this out because I hate how this is how corporate media operates today, which I don't know if you can call breaking down on corporate media, but everything's different. How can you put an article out with the title, 
and the same URL. It's not like an evolving updating article, right? It doesn't say this will be updating every 20 minutes or whatever. And then it just completely changes the title, everything, the information, even the even the image. And it's the same title. Anyway, I just I don't how is that even possible? Anyway, the, the point is it's confusing and it's meant to get you thinking UFO. That's in fact what many of them actually said. UFO, UFO, which only means unidentified flying object. It was a conscious choice to use that because they knew that would conflate with alien. That's my opinion. So I jokingly said on the 12th, <laughs> okay, guys, who had Project Blue Beam on their government PSYOP bingo card? Because this is when they were literally saying, fourth UFO spotted over U.S. after taking down airborne object. Balloon? We don't know. We can't say. We can't tell you. Really? This is, in this is designed to create wild speculation. Now, here's just an example in the context of Project Bluebeam. Now, I don't know if this is from, somebody sent me this. I don't know if it's from a movie or what. It's just, a, it's just meant to be a scary, you know, uh, what do you call it? Where you superimpose something. Like, so Project Bluebeam, so you understand it, is a, a real, you can look it up. It's an, a government project was outlined about using like holograms in the sky, right? To create the illusion of like an alien invasion, let's say. So just realize if it was done well enough with the technology we have, how that might people might respond to that. Like, just take a look at how scary this might look if this was real enough and happening right in front of you this large over the top of your town. Now, obviously, it's, you know, most people would be like, well, that's probably not real, but people that may be like, let's say the second coming is another argument in that conversation, right? Despite that being inconsistent with what the second coming is supposed to actually be like, where anyway, th this religious stuff, we're meant to, you know, the devil be on the ground imitating God and so on. The bottom line is that this would trick people if it was realistic enough for people to believe. Like, let's say it was a voice in the sky and a light and so on. You would have some people that would literally take it at face value. So if you saw an alien being displayed, well, people might respond and act like that was real. And then the government might you take advantage of that. It's just something to think about. I'm not saying that's what's happening, right? Just as always, the, 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 the threats and accusations of conspiracy, you know, like the conspiracy that these vaccines cause myocarditis or the conspiracy that the NSA was spying on you, or the conspiracy about fluoride in the water or the conspiracy about spraying in the skies, you know, all those fake news conspiracies. The threat of conspiracy is to scare you away from asking questions. That's all it is. I'm not saying I know or even think that Project, Project Blue Beam is actually what's happening. It's just really this was meant to be sort of a joke, but it's certainly possible. And we should be aware of it and we should ask. All right? That's all they, they just want you to be like, oh, that's fake news because I'm not supposed to say that. Right? Just like everything else. But here's the interesting part about this is the balloon is the back and forth and China was like China put out a video essentially making fun of the U.S. shooting down balloons. This was on the 11th. So it was in regard to that earlier balloon. Right? And it's funny. It's making fun of them like they're all like, it's Mission Impossible, I think. Yeah. And they're chasing down a balloon and they keep missing, right? It's meant to be making fun of the U.S. for the way they responded. <laughs> and then literally, China prepares to shoot down UFO. And they show a balloon. Like, I mean, obviously this is um, February 3rd, so it's the other balloon. But clearly there's some back and forth going on here. So I think this is more designed than we think because of the way this is going. Like, let's just say they're separate. 
Are we going to say it's just coincidence that we see a balloon and the discussion and back and forth? And then suddenly we have all these unidentified objects in both areas, like right afterward. I just only so much can be coincidence here, guys. So this does just not feel genuine to me. But this is kind of what I was saying before as well. Obviously, this is all of these agendas need to culminate somewhere, right? Because can we all agree that none of this means anything until it culminates with something? Right? Whatever that is, like, okay, oh, it was China, or it was spying, or it is aliens. You know what I mean? Like, until that happens, this means nothing. This is all just a bunch of speculation, which is what they want. Up until up at this point, we're watching a bunch of narrative wag the dog balloons and all kinds of stuff that really have no effect on your daily life when there's a lot of huge crimes being ignored. Not that we shouldn't care about this, but until there is a culmination, it means nothing, which is what I'm worried about. Where is this going and what's going to happen with it? As Edward Dowd points out, look up <laughs> balloons, gray men. You don't, dare, don't, but don't dare notice the bodies hitting the floor. I don't really like the video, to be honest, because it's all Fauci images and stuff, but he makes a good point. We are literally watching the largest excess death in, in our, I mean, maybe history, for all we know, certainly in living memory, completely disconnected from COVID. And all they can do is go, oh, we don't know. Not the vaccine, though. Keep caking them. It's just staggering. And as Don Bass points out, in, you know, in same point with all this pipeline being the focus, stop paying attention to the sky and start looking around you for the love of God. They are about to coup hungry cause another Balkan war. We have over 100,000 people under rubble still, and the USA just blew up a pipeline. Balloons, though. Balloons. It's a valid point. Even if they're real, guys. Even if they're real. Think about that. And I said, this feels, this was on the 12th, this feels like a two-party illusion, the two-party illusion, desperately trying to distract us from the currently collapsing narratives on multiple fronts. Just my early cursory thoughts, which brings us to what I think is the biggest part of all of this. Maybe this is the whole reason. I don't know. It doesn't feel like that to me. But man, this is wild. This to me is the something about, I feel like right now there's more to this than we possibly understand. I don't know why. I just get this sense that there's something far more dark under this than we realize. It's just my intuition. But overall, what this feels like immediately and what we seem like we're beginning to prove is a blatant cover up of some real problems. And real risk, immediate risk. And they're, they're already telling people, come on back. Come on back in. No worries. It's all good. And then further down, even in CNN's own article, they're like, well, we don't know yet. We're still evaluating. But come on back, though. Dead fish in the water? Come on back. No worries. Come back to your homes. Now, we'll get into possibly why they might do that. So, but, guys, you have to realize that it certainly could be some grand conspiracy. And there's nothing if not grand conspiracies all around us right now. But honestly... Just on the cursory look, this just, just seems like a general consp- cover-up. Just somebody screwed up, bad things happen, they just don't want you to know about it. That doesn't mean it's not going to be abused and used however they can. But again, er- what I said in the beginning, there's just kind of a, I get a sense that there's more to the story. But right now, with what we know, that's where I would go with it. Just a good old cover-up. Nothing deeper. But as this develops, again, keep attuned to hell and destroy. Because as I said, well, 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 what she said, while everyone was freaking out over the Chinese spy balloon and hyping up fake UFOs, your friendly neighborhood police state was filling the air with cancer. But don't worry, the benefit payouts will be on per tumor basis. You're going to make out like bandits. And then I actually, um, I put out a tweet just uh, giving her a shout out for this. Because I, I thought about this just uh, as we were getting ready today. I just said, I want to give her a shout out. By the way, this is her different account because seemingly, I don't know if she hasn't gotten her old account back from Twitter. I don't know. It's a lot of censorship still happening. 
a shout out for trying to get the attention of the masses to this important story back on the 11th is when she shared this. Sure wish there was free speech, which includes freedom of reach on this platform. Only today is this story really getting discussed. Now, there's plenty out there that were looking at this and screaming about it before, just like her. So I'm not trying to diminish those that were doing so. But like we, as we know, as I often point out, even when we cover stories, it only shifts when certain points and certain people make them, right? And that's telling and, and not consistent with the truth. Only when it goes, when they let it go is not, even if it, once it gets out, it's still not truth. It's still manipulation. But this is a really crazy story. So here, oops, right here, is where we're going to go to look at this first. And we're going to go through some weird connections to all of this. This is the UAE exotic falconry and finance. I'm not sure why they got into covering all this, but Ohio right now, that's a giant cloud of polyvinyl chloride and a ton of other bad chemicals. The local police blew it up like a beached whale. Like this, I, this is actually the craziest part of this to me. We're going to get into this. It appears to me, based on the, even the CNN report, that this thing crashed and then they thought it was going to explode. So they cut they opened it into a ditch and then burned it all so i'm thinking like my god so it's better for it to slowly burn off and drip into the atmosphere or rather into the sky and into the ground which is what's happening than to let it blow up which would have burned most of it off because it could send shrapnel really i mean this is either some of the most incompetent actions we've ever seen or there's far more going on here and it i mean i i don't want to be as like this seems this this is just my thought. When you're talking about what's happening here, is it possible that we just have things ha being allowed to continue to get worse? So, so they, I mean, think about how un ubiquitous worldwide these these injection side effects are. Now, yes, it does. My mind goes there. I just can't help it. This is the largest thing I've ever seen in my life. What's going on with these injections? It is horrifying. And if you don't see it yet, and you think we're crazy. Just what time is going to show you this. There's no way around it. And think about that. So we have all these people collapsing and all sorts of stuff, cancers and, and respiratory problems. And now suddenly, you know, do you see all these kind of, and, and apparently there's even more than one crash that just happened. I'll show you that at the end. I, so much, Orwell shared it with me right before we started. Another train crash just happened in Texas. This suddenly, and they also had dangerous chemicals. But all of a sudden, it's like, oh, that was the chemical train crash and stuff. I, I'm just, that's not, I, I don't know whether you could argue that was the intention. It seems kind of abstract to me. But you, I, I would guarantee that when over the next year in Ohio, when you're going to have an a outbreak of cancer, are you going to blame the turbo cancer causing injections? Or are you going to blame the cancer cloud they created? Which is probably going to be both, right? But think about that. So. This is the this is the cloud that we're looking at, guys. Think about deliberately creating that. Look at that from the sky. I just, my God. So it says they blew up. They blew it up deliberately. Now megatoxins are now. I don't. I don't like the Chernobyl reference just yet. I'm not sure if I believe that it's at the same level, but you know, it's it's an explosion. So I I'm not, I wasn't sharing the hashtag, but it's certainly concerning. And I'm, I'm, if it turns out to be, then I'll pull that back. But it says there's a news blackout and the police are beating reporters, the camera, which is, this is, I, I saw this before I even was digging into this. This reporter was literally arrested at, in, in Ohio for trying to cover this train story. I'll show you the, I'll show you the, the, the video itself. Keep a national 
So he was simply trying to ask them what they were doing, right? What's happening here? Like what they were in their jobs. Clearly there was such a tight control over the story that, I mean, it's also, by the way, it's also certainly possible this was staged. I don't know, but just realize that this is at least what they want you to know, or it actually happened. The, the reporters are being arrested and taken away. They say for trespassing. Evan, I'm so sorry. Evan, I'm sorry. Right. Doing a live shot gets you arrested. Yeah. Well, welcome to the realm of independent media, buddy. <laughs> not that I'm relishing any of that because I, who knows if this is just organic or not, but this is what we all deal with, right? When, when we try to do any normal reporting, let alone some catastrophe cover up, right? But it's very, very telling that this is what's happening, even to the corporate media, right? Now, it's getting much more interesting than that, by the way. Before, since I said that, I'll come back. I'll go to this first. That it, and this appears, this is what I was referencing earlier, that Jeffrey Lafredo, excuse me, I think I said that on the show this morning, Jeremy Lafredo was permanently suspended by, you know, free speech Twitter this morning after he was arranging to report on the Ohio chemical disaster. I saw Max Blumenthal make the same point, but I think Whitney was the first one to put this out. And the point is that communicated with a source on, on, on the site via Twitter DM. So Jeremy Lafredo was communicating with a source on the ground in Ohio d- via Twitter and then got suspended in the process of going to report that story. Now, certainly just could be coincidence like everything else, right? Or not. I find that very, very telling. He does great work. You should check it out. But, but here's the point, though. Who can, Regardless of Ohio, which is the main point here, I thought free speech on Twitter, though, right? I mean, you tell me where Jeffrey Lafredo was doing, conducting hate speech. <laughs> Definitely not. So does anybody care about that? Does anybody care about the fact that there's no, this is not happening? I don't see Elon commenting down here going, oh, wait, we'll look into this. It's going to get corrected. Or how about the fact that Courtney Turner still doesn't have her account back? Or any number of people, including doctors, still don't. But yeah, who cares about that? What about the Fauci files? Oh, look at the balloons, guys. We're way past that now. Too bad we can't realize that, that we still haven't gotten source material. But yeah, well, I guess we'll be screaming that into our graves. The sad point is that this is censored. And it might be connected. But just as a possible alternative, I had this saved. And this is posted on the 10th. So maybe it was this, something like this. I don't know. But it, this would be pre- almost more damning, seeing as how this is about COVID stuff. And I thought that whole thing was removed from Twitter. But Jeremy Lafredo said, court proceedings and audio, and this is important, guys, show that personal files and fingerprints of every New York City teacher who refused the COVID vaccine were, quote, sent to criminal justice services and the FBI. So maybe those FBI Twitter employees were like, nope, censored, not going to allow that to go out. That's being facetious, but who knows? Bottom line is, this guy was said something that they didn't want him to say, and Elon Musk Twitter censored him for it. Free speech, right? My God. We'll come back to the some... Well, since I'm, I'll see the Twitter points right here, I'll just make this real quick, and then I'll come back to the Ohio thing. Somebody pointed out in, in connection with this that, you know, and I, they say respectfully that note that the Twitter files were being used in Congress. Therefore, that means they're credible evidence she ma- maintains. And I just, that's the opposite of the point, guys. 
I appreciate you reaching out and trying this. She basically saying with respect, this is why, you know, you're incorrect about the Twitter files. Just because members of Congress point at screenshots and use that and, you know, Republicans, mind you, doesn't mean left or good or bad. It's just that there's there's an agenda there. Right. They want to say Twitter files mean everything because it's a right leaning thing at the moment. The point is that it still is almost every single thing they point out. We already knew doesn't mean that this isn't still important to prove. But showing screenshots of it and telling us you've got more to prove does not prove anything. So this is just an extension of the agenda that normalizes using screenshots and no source material to prove what isn't being proven. That I the, the one thing I heard more than anything in this was that because the Twitter files proved Really, guys? No, WikiLeaks proved things. This is assumption, which just just so it's clear, assumption that I agree with, by the way. But that's the point is we're objective and honest enough to point it out, even when we agree with it. The bottom line is we don't know that that's this is not proven stuff in the context of source material or evidence. If you bring this to a court of law, I argue it wouldn't stand. Unless you could prove where it came from. And that is what source material is. Right. Anyway, so this is what we keep seeing. A lot of this. Here's Consent Factory showing you how Elon Musk and Twitter continue to do so. I'm just being facetious when I say Elon Musk, but I definitely think that's, you know, that's how we tend to, they framed it like that when it was all positive stuff, didn't they? But look at this. He posts, first one, Twitter files, best limited hangout ever. And they go, we put a warning on this tweet because it might have sensitive content. Really? Sensitive content or just inconvenient content, right? Next one, he comes out and says, there's a sucker born every minute. Sensitive content. (laughs) Last one. Feels like Elon Musk is trying to tell us something. Sensitive content. (laughs) Come on, guys. I mean, we can't be this gullible. And I just want to point out in general, I'm realizing something that I think is really important here. I, I right now, when I go through my, my, my followings and this, whether or not I go through for you or following, which I understand is different for you is what they want you to look at essentially. And following is supposed to be whoever you follow. Well, I'm not seeing that. I'm realizing I go that I don't I do not see most of the accounts in my feed that I actually like the the ones that I want to see the most or just primarily even if I hit the bell I see a lot though of the same people we all seemingly continue to see that you we pointed out recently that just keep popping up in everyone's feeds some of which I follow others I don't even follow I just think that's a bit that's something that we don't necessarily catch on to that we just think oh it's just organic and it's not there but I, the, I'm going through my feed and I'm going through for a long time. And then I go back and look at multiple accounts that I'm following and they've got 15 tweets in the last hour, none of which I just saw. Many of which are completely out of order and nothing. This is not organic, guys. This is being gamed. And this, and Alicia points out, the game is rigged. I've followed you for years, but I have the actively look for you. Glad that the web, you have a website, but people know you exist. Or that uh, people have to know you exist. Sad. I'll come back to that next train before we finish. But back to the point here. So here is, okay, it is still there. I took screenshots of this in case it disappeared because I did already. <laughs> Killed me right before I went live. Here's even CNN's coverage of this. And I say even because I can't believe that they would write this. It simply argues that they're telling people to go back when they don't even know for sure what's happening. February 11th. Now, this is the way back because they update this and change it like constantly, like everywhere else in the corporate media. After a train derailment, Ohio residents are living the plot of a movie they helped make. This is absolutely ridiculous to me, especially right now in the week of PSYOPs. No joke, guys. There is a movie called White Noise. I watched myself. It's reasonably entertaining. It's weird. On Netflix. 
that is this is the movie. And not only that, that in the same location, in the same design, with the same kind of outcome, these people who were in the movie are now, this is what they're talking about, are living through, like, identical situations. And I'm even going to, I'm going to show you a clip from the movie that talks about something that I, I'm going to let you watch it. It's just interesting. But let's go through this first. Now, this is talking about the people that live in this town. And comparing it to the movie, it says when Ben Ratner, the person that lives here, the, his family signed up in 2021 to be extras in the movie White Noise. They thought it would be a fun distraction from their day to day lives. And interestingly, in East Palestine, Ohio. Just a side thought. Whether it's a desire. I mean, just OK, what happens now when you want to search for what's going on in Palestine? Guess what pops up? Just a side thought. Who knows if that was planned or not? But there's certainly a lot going on in Palestine right now, like more than in a long time. And then suddenly that, you know, sort of like when the quotes in quotes died suddenly movie comes out. Now, suddenly you search for that exactly in quotes like we were telling people. And all you get is discussion of the movie instead of the died suddenly point that was needed to be made. Could have been an accident. I don't know. But it says on the 2022 movie was shot around Ohio. Right, so the movie that discussed about a train wreck with a huge gas leak, or excuse me, chemical leak, was shot in Ohio, and then this happens in the same place. As they flee what they called an airborne toxic event. <laughs> just, this is just ridiculous. Officials ordered them to evacuate. Now we're back to the, the real situation. Ordered them to evacuate, or at least the <laughs> current in the life situation. Evacuate their home last week. A day after, Norfolk Southern train carrying 20 a Norfolk Southern train carrying 20 cars of hazardous materials slid off the rails and caught fire, threatening to explode. Now, the fire part of this is interesting to me because there was a fire, but not the way that we're seeing in all the pictures with the, you know, we're talking just a like a fire on parts that were exploding on the out peripheral kind of thing. What is causing this massive cloud and all the cancer conversations is a choice they made. And I'll get to that in a second. That's what's blowing my mind. The National Transportation Safety Board is still investigating the cause of the incident. So not only right now, they're not even really understand what's going like I, my point in all this is that they're telling people to go home already and they barely even understand the depth of what's happening. The first half of the movie is almost exactly what was going on. What's going on here? The, the guy says, what a coincidence. In a way, the movie has provided a point of grim humor about the situation facing the residents of East Palestine. The joke no one wanted to make. The terrible spill now is, of course, a coincidence. <laughs> Got it. Coincidence. Got it. Coincidence theorist. All of these coincidence theorists out there. His family returned to their house in, in the life situation, which still sits, which sits less than a mile from the crash site, which is exactly like the movie. Throughout the night, he said, we heard sirens but got little information, which is exactly like the movie. We weren't sure exactly what the danger was, which is exactly like the movie. While his family slept, he stayed up nervously watching the fire and the news, which is exactly like the movie. Next morning, activity around the site had picked up. There was a lot of commotion, helicopters and people hightailing high it out of town, and it was like a little intense, which is exactly like the movie. I'm not trying to belabor this point, guys. I mean, it is identical. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Oh, my God. Hold on. I just got to make sure that it looks like there might have even been a third train crash. I'm just Orwell just sent this to me. You've got to be kidding me. Okay, well, let's just do this. I'm going to get into this live with you guys. Hold on. 
we'll come to the the third one after we get to the second one that happens right after all of this. Wow. That's this is just wild, guys. Okay. We'll go through those. Wow. Okay, sorry. Back to the point. Oops. <laughs> that was a little point. I want to, uh, not that I'm trying to hide it. I'll just I'll show you once we get to it. Here we go. Okay. Thank you, Orwell, for keeping us up to date on what's going on out there. Make sure you follow her as well. All right, so the point. Oh, right. Yeah, so like, I, I just can't get past this. This whole section right here. I mean, it's like, watch it for yourself. It is like identical, identical to what went down in this situation. What do you think the odds are of that? I'm not saying it proves that it's completely manufactured, but come on, along with all of these other completely aligned coincidences, like with every story we're looking at right now, it says his wife and kids headed to stay with his wife's parents who lived about two miles from the crash site, which, you know, is reasonably in line with what happened. They drive away by that afternoon, an official alert warned that people needed to move even further beyond a two mile radius, right? So two miles was not far enough. But it's okay now. Roughly half of the town's 4,800 residents had to evacuate. Okay. Then it says, five of the tankers on the train, now we're getting into what's in it, that overturned last week were carrying liquid vinyl chloride, which they say is very combustible. Last Sunday, and this is, what, this is important, just so it's clear, February 3rd is when this happened. The Sunday would be 5th. Okay, so two days after this. So we're going to pretend that this crashed, caught on fire, and burned for two days, which is certainly, I'm not saying it didn't happen, but that the point was that, that for two days it burned, and then on the 5th, which is the last Sunday, because it's written on the 11th, they became unstable and threatened to explode. Okay, so of all the things you could have done, including whatever, I don't. what about like dumping, I don't know, I'm not going to say that I have all the information, because I don't, but I, I would argue there's probably something they could have done that was better than dumping this out into the area, in the ground, in a ditch, and then lighting it on fire, which is what happened, right? Last Sunday, they became unstable and threatened to explode. First responders and emergency workers had to vent the tankers, spill the vinyl chloride into a trench, and then burn it off before it turned the train into a bomb. So as they then go on to explain, guys... If this, the way that this stuff sits in a, in a natural setting, well, let me just read through it. The point being that if they would have exploded, it would have burned off almost all of it, like immediately. And there was, still would have been some problem. But the fact that there's so much of it, that if burning it, it would burn, but there's enough of it for it to leak into the ground and continue to cause a problem. And that's why we see this gigantic problem in the sky and everything that's happening there. Authorities feared that an explosion would send shrapnel. Okay, so we risk a potentially generational problem, cancers and, and chemicals, because of shrapnel. I mean, I'm not saying it's like, who knows, maybe the shrapnel would have flown and killed people, but really? So you're going to potentially hurt everyone in this area as opposed to some shrapnel. And then, of course, whatever would have also caused by the explosion, but just we'll go through it, watch. Now it says, but that didn't happen, the explosion. The controlled burn worked, and the evacuation order for East Palestine residents was officially lifted Wednesday. Wednesday. After real-time air and water monitoring did not find any contaminant levels above screening limits. 
Right, because we feel really good about how they tell us what's safe today, don't we? Above screening limits. Well, with anything they talk about, it's all, it's almost always an acceptable level, which means it's not completely safe. It's just not immediately damaging. I'm not. This is the reality, guys. Even things that are called gas, generally accepted as safe, is what they put on these things where they go, well, consensus says, or, you know, like with glyphosate, well, it's below the certain level. Well, what happens if it continues to build up in your body? What happens, at, you know, on and on and on? Well, the fact that they're so quickly telling people to come back after about what you're going to read next is just incredible to me. Do they want to have some kind of massive fallout? Certainly something to consider. It says all of the readings we've been recording in the community have been at normal concentrations, normal backgrounds, what you find in any almost any community. Well, what first of all, we should speak to what our current normal is and whether that even in and of itself is safe and acceptable. Glyphosate and everything else floating, flying around with it. I'm just it's not immediately as dangerous as this, I would argue. But let's be real about what we're already doing is not OK. But then understand. That they're telling you it's safe, normal concentrations and everything's fine. But look at what it says after this. This is from the EPA, by the way. You know, the EPA that most of these groups that are completely compromised and, and captured agencies, although authorities have assured the residents that any immediate danger has passed. Just read just that sentence, though. What are we talking about? Immediate danger? Okay. What about long-term cancer problems? You're going to bring back my three my three month old infant because you said the immediate danger is over. Well, let me like, forgive me if I don't trust your willingness to keep this under wraps, which is what always happens. Oh, actually, you know what? I think I well let me let me finish this. I wanted to go through more of this tweet in general. I forgot it, but I had more on there because that reminded me because a guy says the same thing right there who studies these things as they always cover these up. But then it goes on to say, although they've assured everybody the immediate danger is over, which implicitly implies that we don't know about the long term, some residents have yet to come home. I wonder why. There's, there's a, a, a Thank God there's an increasingly healthy level of skepticism to anything government related. Ratner said they're worried about longer term risks that environmental officials are only beginning to assess. Think about that. Even CNN will tell you that. Of all people, you know, the lying, manipulating CNN. They're only just now beginning to assess long-term risk. But come on back, guys. Drink the water, dry, you know, play in the dirt. It's all good because we don't even know yet. I mean, am I crazy? Is this not exactly like saying, vax pregnant people, you know, immune, everybody get the vaccines, even though we don't know for sure. Get them anyway, though. Like, what is the, where are we right now in the world where these people are so willing to show you that they don't care about your safety? Because of what? Because we want to pretend like we have it under control because we care more about our perception of power and control or care more about how you think. I I don't even know. But at the bottom line is, you know that they don't know if this is completely safe because they just said that even on CNN. The decision to lift the evacuation order was based on the analysis of an air monitoring data. Right. So as long as right in this moment, in this one location we test, is it says normal, then we're going to pretend like everything's fine. While there are dead fish floating and chickens dead on the ground, yes, that's actually happening. Up to this point, officials have been looking for large, immediate threats. Explosions, chemical levels that could make someone acutely ill. Right. So as long as you're not dropping dead, we're going to go ahead and tell you it's okay. That's what they're saying. Immediate, large threats. Under this phase, which is what they're still in, It's been the emergency response, Kurt Kohler of the EPA says. As you see the emergency services go back home, off-site, Ohio EPA is going to remain involved 
through our other divisions that oversee the long-term cleanup of these kind of spills. So not only are they in the phase of looking for immediate large threats, which means they're not considering long-term ground water threats or air, but they're still, they're telling you the cleanup, the cleanup itself is going to take a long time, but it's safe though. I, I just can't get past how stupid that is. In, in, the, in the past, what have we seen in these kind of situations? Enron and whatever else, they never tell you the truth and it's always worse than they say. The cleanup and monitoring of the site he said could take years. Long-term dangers. After the explosion risk is passed, Ratner said, people who live in East Palestine want to know about the chemical threats that might linger. Fish and frogs have died in local streams. There's reports of, as of today, still happening. People have reported dead chickens and shared photos of dead dogs, foxes on social media. They say, they say the smell, they smell chemical odors around the town. That's like, we're talking like, realize you can read this and updates and discussions of this as of today, guys. I'll play you a video of somebody. When asked at Wednesday's briefing about exactly what spilled, representatives from the company that conducted the spill, Norfolk Southern, listed uh, its butol acrylic, I think, or acrylate, vinyl chloride, and a small amount of non-hazardous blue boils. And then, you know, whatever else they didn't tell you about, which is pretty, I'm not saying that's the case. It could just, this alone is damaging and dangerous. But let's be clear, if there was something more going on here, maybe just Norfolk, maybe not even something conspiratorial, maybe just, just a, a much more dangerous chemical they just don't want you to know is there. Well, they won't tell you. Like, are we really going to pretend that's not exactly what happens and has happened? Or let's just say it's even further than that. Let's say there's something on here that was government interest, government program that they didn't want you to know about. They would cover it up, guys. That this that may be exactly what we're talking about here. That there was something so important here. That's why they're dealing with it this way. That's why nobody even talked about it for two days. Think about these things. That doesn't, again, just like before, it doesn't mean we're saying that's what happened. But you should ask those questions. Now, butol acrylic or, or, or acrylate is the one that it's a colorless liquid, they say, that smells like uh, fruity smell and so on that it causes irritation and all this different stuff, ultimately repeated exposure, which it seems like was the case, can lead to lung damage. Certainly there's an overlap there to some degree, but the main part of it, the vinyl chloride, which is used to make P, uh, PVC pipes, can cause dizziness, sleepiness, and headaches. And it has also been linked to an increased risk of cancer in the liver, brain, lungs, and blood. Fantastic. Vinyl chloride, however, has a specific and, and important risk that is that in that it risk in that is contains that's oh so that was a quote let me read it make sure i'm not saying that wrong fluoride cl vinyl chloride has a specific and important risk in that it contains a bunch of chloride molecules that's typo which can form some really awful combustion byproducts great so that's why they burned it right <laughs> perfectly makes sense let's take the thing that when combined, when you know, when burn, when combusting causes awful byproducts, and make sure we last out that process as long as possible, right? Because again, should it have exploded, or maybe even con made it into a controlled explosion? I don't know what doing something else. It would have burned most of it. It still would have been a problem, but instead they dump it in a trench and burn it much slower, which causes more burning, more smoke and gas and byproducts. Guys, I mean, this is just absurd. I mean, this is either one of the most 
I mean, look, I'm not going to say that they maybe they just thought they were doing the right thing and made the choice in a, in a bad situation. I don't know. But this was the wrong choice from what in the, the information we can see. Now, we have to ask whether that was on purpose. Why would you choose to make this a more hazardous thing? To avoid some shrapnel? I don't, maybe there's information that I don't have in front of me. That's also possible. But it says these are often very toxic and often very persistent in the environment. Again, so to make it longer lasting and more and more of it for the ground and the air would make it even more persistent. A spokesperson for Norfolk, Norfolk Southern acknowledged but did not respond to CNN's request for more information about the chemicals spilled in the soil and the water. The Ohio EPA says it's not sure yet either. So get hear that again. So they don't know how much of these chemicals spilled into the soil or the water or the air for that matter, right? And the EPA says, we don't even know. But at this point in time, they were alternatively telling all the families you could come on back. What am I missing here? If you don't know even how much spilled, how in the world are you going to pretend you know for sure that it's safe? Now, you may, you may be testing in the air and say that it's normal. But what about the water you're going to drink? What about the groundwater? What about the soil? What about the, I mean, it's just crazy to think that this makes sense. You know that it's not the safe choice to bring people back this fast. Just what we've read makes that clear. It says, quote, initially with most environmental spills, it is difficult to determine the exact amount of material that has been released into the air, water, and soil. The assessment phase that will occur after the emergency is over, which implies that's not yet, will help to determine that information. This is the relations manager for the EPA. So they're waiting for the emergency phase to be over, and then we're going to get to assessing whether we're in real danger. But come on back, guys. Come on back. Lee said that after his agency has assessed the site, it will work on a remediation plan afterward. It says the problem they're facing here is that it's not just a small amount. And, and so if they can't contain what gets into the water, which means they're still trying, or what gets into the soil, which means they're still trying, they may have this continuous off-gassing of vinyl chloride that has gotten into these areas. And you know what makes that a lot worse? The longer that happens. So it's a good thing they stretched it out, right? I probably would be more concerned about the chemicals in the air over the course of the next month. Think about that. That is one of the experts here saying that. So what he's implying there is because of what's still happening, just because they test right now, well, the air could get ex- ex- worse over the month. So, but come on back, guys. <laughs> My God, state officials said they would continue to monitor the site for exactly that reason, but come on back. Bring your infants and bring your dogs, bring your animals. Oh, but for don't forget, they they didn't tell people that it was going to last. People, we'll get to, I'm jumping ahead. I wanted to go through this. That's why I'm, I, I meant to make that point, but we'll come back to it. That He makes, says the point. They didn't tell anyone that it was going to be a five-day evacuation. They arguably didn't know that. All people's pets were killed. Sad. But it says, right now, we have a system set up. As that data comes, it is distributed to a network of people to look at both on an immediate phase... It says, hey, is there anything really alarming to look at? And those smaller numbers that they re- that they that really matter to long-term health. Again, the main point that they, they haven't even assessed if the immediate phase is over. <laughs> but come on back, guys. It says he said the local health department would test residents' wells to make sure their drinking water is safe. Officials are also offering to test the air in residents' homes before they come back. Wasn't that nice of the officials to do that? Then it says Norfolk Southern is funding a phone line for residents to speak 
to a toxicologist with the Center for Toxicology and Environmental Health, an environmental consulting firm. But no one is quite sure whether to trust the help that's coming. Why? Because it's coming mostly from the company behind the spill. <laughs> I could have I guessed that. We investigated ourselves and found ourselves not guilty, right? However you want to look at this. Just like with, with Enron or whatever, all these different examples of these spills. You could see that what happened is the company itself tries to take charge of the whole thing and then covers up anything that puts them in danger. Some residents have already filed a class action lawsuit. Good. Man. I don't know. If, is this as crazy to me, to you as it is to me? Because I think like this is just above and beyond. So don't let that final point, the point about that, that they, they dumped this in a trench and burned it. And which is, by the way, what we're talking about when we see stuff like this. This is crazy. So <clears throat> to go through some of this again, this is showing you some images of the train itself, the train itself. And this is what he's saying. Uh, this is some of the testing that they're showing that the, the, this environmental devastation will be visible from space for decades. Man, look at that. That's a crazy picture as well. Here's the reporter being arrested. Here's one of these guys talking about this. Now, you know, take this for what you will. He's claiming he's been investigating these, but, you know, as always, we don't know that. He's just somebody on TikTok. But listen to what he's saying. Hundreds of thousands of pounds of acid in the air, potentially. Now, ever since engineering school, I've studied a lot of industrial accidents. I just find it really fascinating. And organizations like the Chemical Safety Board, NTSB, and OSHA all have, like, really good reports available to the public. I think as a designer, it's really good to learn about mistakes. When looking at these kinds of industrial disasters across time, there are a couple of things that are pretty universal across all of them. One, the responsible party in this coast, Norfolk Southern Railway, always plays down the reality of the situation. Politicians also just repeat the same lines, and then news outlets just repeat the same. So all we are hearing is the responsible party's word. Hmm. Which is pretty much always how that works. Well, all he's saying is that he talked, he's been studying these, and it's pretty easy to see. His story, that's, this is how these things work. And it's only way after the fact when you get independent researchers, like a Seymour Hirsch, for example, that points at the truth, and then it finally comes out. But today, that doesn't seem to even matter, right? Narrative takes over facts today. We're in the post-truth world, as the Bilderberg meeting discussed a long time ago. We're in the 10 to 50 range. This is talking about the health effects. So it, it's just, it's bad right now, it, at least with the assessment that's happening. Oh, and this is specifically about vinyl chloride effects in humans and animals, acute animal, moderate intoxication, hyperactivity. Ah, man, this is just crazy. Here's what the sky looks like. Look at that, guys. These aren't, these aren't storm clouds. This is the fucking shit that they burn off. The fucking shit they burn off in East Palestine. This is not fucking storm clouds. Look at it. This is over Darlington. My, my, my pup responding to the dogs there. Now, sorry for the cussing. I forgot there was cussing in there. The point is just that these, these people living here, experiencing this, and they're being lied to, being gaslit. Here's the response. Here's the uh, reporter being arrested again. Footage showing a fiery axle 20 miles before East Palestine train derailment raises questions about alert timing. There's a lot in this questioning. It's all developing in real time. This was the 10th, but I promise you it's going to take a lot longer for this stuff to flesh out until we get more independent researchers diving into all this. But 
the question becomes about whether or not there's something more going on here about the timing, the alerts, about why it wasn't this exact. So think about that in the context of alerts, how far it was happening and why it ended up in the exact location of the movie that was based on exactly the same damn thing. I mean, it's just kind of ridiculous. Yeah, right here. Channel 11 cameras captured video of dead fish in the local creek. Representative from Ohio PA said they're aware of dead fish, but people shouldn't worry. <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. That's a class. That's a canary in the coal mine kind of thing. And then, of course, here's the thing. Even with dead fish, guys realize that if the chemicals are gone, well, the dead fish and the dead animals in that could, could taint the water itself. Just getting into more breakdown of this stuff. Here is... The area well and groundwater are safe. However, after this couple saw dead fish in this creek that you're looking at, they're deciding to not take any chances. Yeah, sure looks safe to me. Oh, there was hundreds. Russell Murphy is referring to the fish now belly up in Leslie Run. He and his wife noticed them last night, barely 48 hours after the fiery derailment five miles away. This is huge, huge environmental effects. That's now one of many concerns the EPA now faces. The impact of the fish, yes, there was a, a impact to those. However, the levels as we have seen it are protective to groundwater. We are aware there are some wells along that for residential wells. Environmental cleanup crews were at and actually in that water today. So are these booms, which are used to catch and stop anything that shouldn't be flowing here or into water wells which murphy uses for just about everything huh. right should i say it again <laughs> but come on back guys come on back in town like it's just amazing to me that this is this is happening and they're inviting people the, the next day come on back that was on the 11th they were telling people to come back into town the next town over the release instantly killed everybody's chickens, guys. A town away. This stuff is catnip for human cancer. This is this person's opinion. But my God, this all this can be found. This is just a good thread that's showing you all this stuff. The links are here. Residents can return home after crews burned chemicals and derailed tanker cars. On the 8th, guys. On the 8th. And this is two days later. They're seeing dead animals and fish and chickens. Why? Ask yourself why they would tell people so quickly to come back. What do they want to happen? I mean, this is just where my thought goes. I don't, I'm not proving anything with that. But why would that be the thing? Why would the groups with their, their stated objective is to keep you safe rush into telling you to come back? I just, I can't make sense of that other than something nefarious. There you go. Dead fish. East Palestine, two miles from derailment. Jeez. Oh, that's this here. That was dumb. Back to this. Here is where there was one I want to show you, and then we'll go past it, I think. Oh, and this is another. Oh, this is that same guy, actually. Oh, there's like any volume. So here he is in this room. Like, look at this, guys. This is just crazy. You tell me what he's doing wrong. That's the middle. That's the military. Or you can go to jail. You want to go to jail for criminal trespass? You want to go to jail for criminal trespass? Do you understand how quickly our lawyers will get me out? I don't care. I don't care. 
God, I mean, that's just, it just, there seems to be, you know, I, I, other than, I mean, so why would they pick him out of other people that were there? Did he say something? Like, this is what, this is why we need to keep our minds open and how this goes forward. I'm not saying it's justified at all, no matter what, to be quite honest. I mean, why was he asked to leave? Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. It just, it, it's it, possibly that seems to suggest there's more going on here. Like, maybe, I don't know, just doesn't make sense. And that, you know, we're, they're focusing on it. Maybe it was not genuine. Who ultimately knows? But here's this same guy pointing out that they buried the chemicals and they burned them. And the, the land in the town and surrounding it is now worthless. And every creature that tries to live there will get cancer. This is what his opinion is. Listen to the kid we were just listening to. So that's a lot to take in there, but we have to move on because I think this is the most important thing you need to hear. Areas of containment soil and free liquids were observed and potentially covered and or filled during reconstruction of the rail line, including portions of the trench slash burn pit that was used for the open burn of the vinyl chloride. I think you have to ask a few questions. Number one, why are you learning this from me? Why have they not released water tests since the 4th? but they've released several days of air tests. On the 5th, the EPA said that they were expecting water tests on the 7th or 8th. How much of these chemicals spilled? How much burned? Why was the track rebuilt over buried contaminants? God, man. I mean, isn't that, whether you even think he's wrong, ask yourself that. Why is he, why is this random guy on TikTok the one telling you, like, I mean, this is just why, look, we just read the CNN article. It's just a no, that was days after this is being discussed. No mention of that. Wild. This, guys, everything seems to scream cover up here. The question is, to what degree? What else do we not know at this point? That's what's pretty crazy. Now, to go past this, I'm going to get into something I think is really interesting. Now, Aaron Elizabeth, who I've interviewed a few times, points this out. This movie, White Noise. Now, to me, these points tend to not be where we should focus on. Just be, Unless we can prove that there is something more that connects them. I'm more than anybody. I'm super interested in this stuff. I just find this fascinating. And believe me, I very clearly think that they're capable and absolutely do stuff like this. The government, the psychological, like how about the videos we just saw where they say we're, we're everywhere. We're pulling all the strings from whatever the army psyops division, like they're telling you we do this stuff, right? So realize that the government absolutely is capable of this, whether that's what this was. I don't know, but I find it really hard to dismiss because of how clearly this is overlapped. And that was the point we just went over. The movie that we just talked about. I have a clip I'm going to play for you that's from a scene that I think that just can't be missed. Aaron points out, here's a movie that just was made was just made about a train derailing with toxins in Ohio, filmed in Ohio where it just happened. And many of the extras were locals from East Palestine, Ohio, who in the film evacuated. Think about that. Then months later, they had to do this, do so in real life. This is just the, the clip of the trailer. Well, maybe we can watch it so you guys can get some context for the parts of it. That's 
stuff causes cancer in laboratory animals, in case you didn't know. Either I chew gum or I smoke. What are these children, yours? That's mine from wives one and three. There's that bet's from husband two. Wilder is ours. We're each other's fourth. I hope it lasts forever. Let's watch a sitcom or something. No! They're calling it the airborne toxic event. We won't come this way. Will we have to leave our home? Of course not. How do you know? I just know. Okay, what if it stings us? We have a situation. All we have to do is stay out of the way. They're passing us, Dad. Technically, that's illegal. Do sheep have lashes? Ask your father. We're going sideways. Dad, do sheep have lashes? Doesn't anyone want to pay attention to what's actually happening? I wish there was something I could do. I wish I could outthink the problem. There are two kinds of people in the world. Killers and dyers. Most of us are dyers. I think that's the crux of it. <clears throat> yeah. That's the point. So, you know, I mean, obviously you can see all the stuff in there. The 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 bur- the, the explosion, the 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 smoke cloud. It's crazy. That's funny. By the way, I keep telling people this and keep forgetting to point this out. I people, some people decided to give me a hard time a long while back about Twitter blue and so on. I, I'm not for whatever reason. They, I'm not paying for Twitter blue. I did sign up. I said that when they first started, but I've never paid for it. And apparently I'm not subscribed. It's just, I have to sign up and I'm not able to share longer videos and all that stuff. But if you look at my account, it definitely says that I, I'm subscribed to Twitter Blue. <laughs> Who knows? I'll take the free subscription, but just realize that I've never paid Twitter. I don't get any of the benefits. Who knows why? Just want, as I remember that. But so back to the point, this movie is just a complete overlap of exactly what happened. And I think it's really ridiculous. You can't just dismiss all of this. And the movie is weirdly funny in certain ways, but it's there's some really, really uncomfortable, weird stuff in that movie that I just thought was really crazy. Not even going to get into. It's not related. But here's this clip. Now, I, I did. I did this on my TV because for the life of me, I could not find. There, remember when there used to be just like video YouTube channels, clips everywhere of like everything on a movie. <laughs> you can't you try to find this. Maybe that's why I don't know. But I could not find anything. Watch this clip. I'm going to actually play it from uh, the browser here or from the, the stream yard. And this is about them after they've drive driven away and evacuated and the father gets exposed after being standing outside. Right. And he engages with a guy who's supposed to tell him what's going on and just watch what they talk about in regard to a simulation. Close enough to rain all over me. It's not your fault, but you'll practically right in it for two and a half minutes. How long are we out there? Did he say two and a half minutes? Uh, is that considered long or short? Anything that puts you in the skin and orifice contact with the actual missions means we have a situation. Congratulations. Congratulations. 
whole new generation of toxic waste, state of the art, the one part per million can send a rat into a permanent state. Niadine D. I guess is what it's called. And he just said, you know, one part per million can put a rat into a state or whatever. But niadine D, just in case that, you know, may be relevant for some reason. The one part per million can send a rat into a permanent state. What about the people in the car? I had to open the door to get out and get back in. I say their situation is the minimal risk. It's the two and a half minutes sitting right in it, which makes me wince. What does SimuVac stand for? It's short for simulated evacuation. A new state program they're battling over funds for. This evacuation isn't simulated, it's real. We know that, but we thought we could use it as a model. Are you saying you saw the chance to use the real event in order to rehearse the simulation? Going to go right to the streets. How's it going? The insertion curve isn't as smooth as we would like. You know, we don't have our victims laid out where we'd want them if this was an actual simulation. We have to make allowances for the fact that everything we see tonight is real. What about the computers? Is that real data you're running through the system, or is it just practice stuff? You watch. There's only outside for two and a half minutes. Well, the only thing that she was exposed to is good luck. That's how many seconds? I'm getting bracketed numbers with pulsing stars. What does that mean? I mean, am I going to die? Not as such. What do you mean? Not in so many words. How many words does it take? It's not a question of words, it's a question of years. We'll know more in 15 years. In the meantime, we definitely have a situation. What will we know in 15 years? If you're still alive at that time, we'll know much more than we know now. So 19D is a lifespan of roughly 30 years, so you'll have made it halfway through. So to outlive this substance, I'll have to make it into my 70s? I wouldn't worry about what I can't see or feel. Now, I go ahead and live my life. Get married, settle down, have kids. There's no reason you can't do these things knowing what we know. But you said we have a situation. I didn't say it. The computer did. And what the computer says is not a simulation, despite that armband you're wearing. It is real. It is real. Hmm. Okay. So, essentially... To sum that up, there's a scene in the movie where he engages with an individual who is part of a simulated evacuation team that uses the real event, which is in its own right humorous, that's why it's a dark comedy, to practice the simulation. And its argument is, well, you know, it's we had to account for the fact that it's not exactly the way we set it up, so it's, you know, not... So, okay, so but think about how incredibly ridiculous that is when we're watching, then after the movie... The real thing happened, and the people that were involved in the fake movie are living through the real thing. Is that not exactly what we're talking? I mean, I mean, it makes my brain hurt. Think about that. And so they're now living through the thing that they're actually practiced before. It's like the reverse almost of the scene. I mean, think about the mathematical likelihood of that happening. I mean, my God, this this is just kind of ridiculous. So here is a an individual. Just again, just a person who lives there, who claims to live there, who is saying these things. So take it with a grain of salt, as always. You never know, because I think especially today, we need to consider how how many people out there would lie because of politics, because of sides they're on or because they want shares and clicks, you know, or this is just a real person that lives there. Nonetheless, you'll find a lot of this consistently being discussed by people on the ground. I see so many people talking about the train. Cursing is in here. Heads up earmuffs i don't say that enough anymore i apologize for the kids listening Indie room at, at east palace you know ohio 
And all I'm going to ask is that if you do this, you get your facts right. I literally grew up right down the road from East Palestine. Um, my old childhood best friend lives in the fucking town. Um, my current best friend literally lives right next to the town. It is so much worse than what the media is telling any of us. Typical. I'm getting reports from people that are down there right now that they're literally seeing schools of fish floating down streams, rivers, fucking dead. I got a video from my friend, okay, and she's like walking, dude, it's all fucking dead. All fucking dead. And on the top of the water is a really pretty chemical rainbow sheen. And don't forget, they we're talking coyote, coyotes, dogs, chickens. I mean, fish is one thing, are one thing. But talking about bigger animals, guys, that is a big deal. That's serious. And then the long-term risks because of the way they handled it. And now knowing that they even buried some and didn't even burn it off. What is that going to do long-term? I mean, we just read just cursory information. It seems like that's a big deal. The chemicals are in the fucking water and they're lying to the rest of the country saying they're not. The water's been contaminated. The soil's been contaminated. The fucking air is contaminated. You literally are about to see some of the worst fucking health side effects coming out of people in that town. It's not even funny. And y'all want to know something even more fucked up? The restaurant that I work at in a whole different state had to donate food to them because we had people from the churches calling to tell us that Red Cross never fucking came, FEMA never fucking came, the environmental con con conservationists still have yet to fucking come. Now, why is that, guys? Like, think about, and I, the, the day, this, I, I believe this has since happened, but ultimately, this screams controlled event. Not necessarily faked or, or hoax or, or, or created. Certainly possible, as always, but controlled. Like, they just do not want... I mean, think about everything else. They're screaming about unknown things right now that happen instantaneously. This happened for days. A week went by, and barely people are just starting to talk about it. Think about that. What in the hell is going on here? This seems like something... And again, like I said, it doesn't necessarily have to mean long-term grand conspiracy. This could just be a basic cover-up of, of something very serious. And then, of course, that will be utilized in every possible way. Like, I mean, I wouldn't be put it past them to try to blame this on some kind of foreign attack or say who knows where this can go. But my God, at the core of this, this is being hidden from you. And that's not even because she's saying this. We can see the evidence. It's wild. And nobody's fucking helping them. Meaning all of the fucking firefighters that we're working get no food, have nothing to help them. Nothing. Okay. All the people that were displaced have no food water a place to stay none of that shit it is so much worse than what they're telling you and tiktok probably won't even let me post this video but if this video gets posted please save it and repost it everywhere you fucking can now of course she could be wrong right just to make that clear May or, or maybe she's only seeing one area and our other areas are better or maybe she's completely right which is what it kind of seems like ultimately you know you don't really know but she's there she lives there she has a right to speak on these things 
But think about the overlap of what these things will cause. All the things we listed off are kind of almost almost every single thing we listed kind of seems ubiquitous with vaccine side effects. Now, I can't help but go there with my mind because of how big that is right now. So even if that was just size, I can almost guarantee that to some degree, those things will get wrapped up in whatever they say this is causing. I think that's just the way this is going to go forever going forward. Because I'm telling y'all, they are covering this shit up. They are covering this shit up because they don't want to get out how bad it actually was. This was not good. This was the worst fucking thing that's happened probably in the past eight years. That entire town is basically unlivable now because of the fucking chemicals. Yeah. And they're lying, telling civilians that it's safe, knowing damn yes. well, because I took chemistry and I know chemicals and I have this awesome fucking supercomputer in my hand. The side effects from breathing in those chemicals, they're covering shit up. They're covering shit up. They're covering shit up. But it's not surprising. Hmm. Yeah. So again, just take it with a grain of salt. I'm not saying that everything she said is completely, but she's there. And overall, everything, the general points of what she said connect with what we just looked at. This is serious and it is dangerous. And breathing these in and the burning off and the, and the soil and the water and the air and all of these things are serious. Combined with everything we know, I, I don't know how you look at this anything other than something they're keeping close to their chest. Now, again, the point was Jeffrey, Jeremy, dang it, Jeremy Lafredo was just permanently suspended in the process of going to cover this story. That just kind of adds to the whole mystique of the whole thing. Like there's some kind of grand thing going on. Maybe not. Who knows? But like, say it likes right here. Which people, which people weekly, who is uh, part of our Substack, DOD connected shipment. I mean, that's kind of where my, my mind went as well. Maybe the, the, the gas and the burning of it was meant to cover up the larger story. This is how these things work, guys. Imagine if there was some kind of massive, you know, some kind of a bioengineered experiment going on or shipping things about the vaccine. Who knows? You can guess in a thousand different directions. And that is something they just didn't want people to see. So they spent days covering it up, keeping it secret, keeping it quiet, and they burn off all these chemicals, and now they tell you about it. And the only story becomes, look at all these chemicals they burn. Yeah, we made the wrong choice. Oops, we did what we thought was right in the moment on limited information. Don't you love that excuse? Always. Damn, it's crazy. And he's censored now on the free speech platform, of course. Now, to bring this over to the other things that have happened. This is, it just take, this puts a cherry on top of this horrific thing. This, I can't even believe. And it seems like they're one after another. Let me know in the chat if you're seeing more. Check this out. This is from Trending Politics. Another train has just derailed in Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. Also, carrying hazardous materials. What a coincidence. A train is derailed in the Houston area. Officials report the train was carrying hazardous materials, prompting Union Pacific to monitor air quality at the site of the crash. I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens. What are the odds of that? I don't know. Here's another one. February 13th, guys, we're talking three train crashes. Now, two of them, or one of them happened a week ago. We're only just really talking about it. But now we've got another one. And this looks like it just happened. We don't even have underlying information. We're working to learn more about a train derailment in Spartanburg County. Details are limited right now, but first responders tell us some of the train... Spartanburg County? Let me know in the chat where that is. Cars came off the oh, it says Carolina right there. So we got Carolina, Texas, and Ohio. 
Really? This is near Highway 221 in the Ennery area. We know that CSX officials are on scene and will update you as we know more. Man. I just I just can't make sense if this just did, doesn't add up to me. Yeah, and this is the same one. Uh, Carolina, Henry. I'm just grabbing all the ones they sent. And then here's just another tweet that was just sent to me. <clears throat> all going off in the U.S. flying balloons and now a triple train crash. Different locations, which has polluted one of the biggest rivers they have. Man, that's pretty crazy. It's Ohio. And here's one last somebody sent me. Yeah, it's the same one. Houston. So we got three train crashes. Three. Two within the matter of a day, it seems, like right after another, with one long one that we're only just talking about as seems that, as it seems they try to keep that quiet and under wraps. I mean, my God, this this is kind of exactly what it looks like, in my opinion, in regards to in regard to how this is being hidden from view. Now, whether or not there's real risk here, and I do think it's pretty damn obvious that there is, this story is being used. Or rather, you know, the, the, the larger discussions here are being used, in my opinion, to keep our attention away from the current active crimes. That right now, we, are, don't, we don't need anything else to go on. If there was any honesty or any justice in this world, people would be in prison right now for the things we've already proven repeatedly. But instead, we continue to step away further, further, and further with more and more and more. Lies and arguments and claims and narratives and heart, this and that, you know. But th- like, for instance, things like the harp conversation. There's no reason we should dismiss that. It's a, it's a valid point and it should be fleshed out. But the fact that that takes the air out of the room in a conversation that should ultimately, primarily, be about how horrific it is that they're doing the things that they are to the Syrians or not allowing the, the crimes, the illegal occupation. We could prove these things. But then let's also talk about that. But instead, it takes the air out of the room. I don't think that's an accident, guys. It's just my opinion. But let's jump over to finish the show today with some other very important information that gets eclipsed by all the crazy psyops going on in the, 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 the age of psyops that we're entering into. And you can consider this one of them. Now, this is important because this already happened. Now, this story is being framed by a lot of people as if this just happened, but it's already happened. This is sort of the continuation of what they said they were going to do. Now, you'll remember we already talked about this. October 20th, 2022 cdc adds covid jab to child schedule because that's when it happened now as as the defenders pointing out on uh, this is the 10th cdc adds original covid mrna vac- vaccine schedule despite known harms now it says the cdc on thursday added the two-shot primary series to a vaccine routine immunization schedule for children and this is basically so what they did here is that they announced that this was going to happen and they allow and then this is a, like the official action so it's the same story so just for those that are kind of acting like this is a separate story, realize that they're the same story. This is the same thing reported. This is just the announcement to the official action, which is important. But just recognize they're not two different stories. The CDC will, and the point in all of this is that once that this has been added, now the fact that it already has, and it goes back to October 20th when they said this. From that point forward, the all these institutions and groups and colleges and they they then could act on this as if it was you know now that it's approved even though they don't use those and that this was recommended for the child is scheduled by the cdc there's indemnity this is something that that rfk's pointed out and plenty of others have made clear that's a big step that you don't really come back from unless you can prove willful fraud which is 
the direction people seem to be going in right now, which is hard to prove. But I think we've got them in spades, to be quite honest. But now the, the, the fact that it's now being discussed, the point is that this is very clear. Despite all the risks, despite the fact that children are at the least risk, despite the fact that there's an increase dramatically of serious adverse events with the very shot they're telling them they should have, or the fact that they're using shots that aren't based on what's currently happening, or blah, 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 37,000 more points that are easy to prove that show you this is the last possible thing that should be happening. Myocarditis, blood clots, who cares? Because the CDC said so, right? Jessica Rose, you should check out. While everyone was distracted, they added the COVID injections to the childhood vaccine schedule. So the point is that while we were distracted with all the rest of it is when they took the action that they already said they were going to do. But that still is important. So check it out if you want to go back to the original conversation. Make sure you read her Substack to find out more on that in general. <clears throat> and then, by the way, on that note, make sure you check out our T-Lab Substack. There's a great post that Scott put out in regard to the, vi- the vial being broken on the ground and having that cause rashes and ocular ocular erosion. Crazy story. This is a, this is one of the COVID injections. But also important, is, this is Sonia Elijah, who I'm going to be interviewing coming up in the next so many days. This is uh, the 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 Blotgate story. This is this this is just Clayton Morris having her on to talk about the Blotgate story. And so this, uh, you know, I wish it was a bombshell when we talked about it a week ago. But, you know, the point is that you know, the bigger people talk about it, gets the traction, people point at it, good. This needs to be talked about because I think that what's happening with this blot conversation is a very important part of this. Here's our conversation with Jessica Rose. I'm going to be talking with, uh, with uh, Sonia Elijah coming up soon. It's this report she put out on Trial Site News we're going to be referencing. Very important. But if you want to get ahead of that before we interview her, you can watch that clip or you can watch our interview here or the full show from Clayton Morris discussing Blotgate and the known, the unknown risks of truncated spike proteins. <clears throat> this, this is important. And they even got caught recently having to admit that this thing, bottom line is, guys, that the, they're fraudulent. These companies lied to you about what's happening. And this massive cover up is continually falling apart right in front of us. And meanwhile, we're pointing at balloons and UFOs and all sorts of other things that certainly could be genuine and happening, but they're also pointing at them anyway to not look at what's really going on here. Not the corporate media, none of them. Why is that? I think you ultimately know. Right? So we've got all this, all these dangers happening around these injections, all the risk, all of the unknowns, even the highest level people beginning to go, well, we don't know. Entire countries going, yeah, we, I'm not going to give them anymore. And, and, they, and, they go, and our government goes one step further. We're going to make it give it to kids now. We're going to go even further, right? We're going to, we know we're lying about this, but we're going to push them all the more. On top of that, the ending story today, which I think is huge, which by the way, we already knew though. The mRNA wasn't meant to stay in the arm. The point in this story, as Brownstone Institute points out, always doing a great job, Brownstone Institute. They knew that though. And this is a point though, I think we've also made clear on the show. With all of it, they knew it wasn't, effective the way they said it well they knew that it was dangerous they knew it would cause myocarditis they knew these things guys they knew it wouldn't stay in your arm we can prove this and yet we're not talking about that in a major way in the corporate media this is why the new media is what it's really all about and they're still desperately trying to cling on for relevance the mrna was never intended to stay in the arm The CDC information page on COVID-19 vaccines contains the following bullet points on how mRNA COVID vaccines work. First, mRNA COVID vaccines are given in the upper arm muscle or upper thigh, depending on what age of who is getting vaccinated. After vaccination, the mRNA will onto the muscle cells. Once inside, they use cells machinery to produce harmless 
a harmless, we are, we just talked about this, piece of the spike protein. Harmless. There's nothing harmless about the spike protein at all. The Salk Institute circulation platform, the the uh, the uh, the scientific publication circulation, all of them have come out and said the spike protein alone, exactly what we're talking about, this one right here, is cytotoxic and very dangerous and can cause disease itself. But let's create it and cause more of them to repeatedly make them in your body and make your body attack itself because that sounds like a good thing to do, right? After the protein piece is made, our cells break down mRNA and remove it, leaving the body as waste. It's not what's happening. I did have this highlighted, but let's see if I can find it without complaining to everybody. <clears throat> now it says, from the, as far from staying in the arm and entering the muscle cells of the injection site, the injection site is only the point of departure for the journey, which we all know by now we've been telling you. The subtitle of the slide is bringing mRNA to the right cells at the right places. The deltoid is not the right place. The lymph nodes are. Look at what they're talking about. So the point overall here, guys, which we'll get to in a minute, is that they knew the point was to get this past that into your lymph nodes. They, this, there's, a game, this, there's an objective here that you're not being told about. That's why we are now beginning to see more than ever. This is a grand experiment, not just an accidental thing. This is deliberate. I, I argue sinister, personally. From, this is the important part, a passage from The Vaccine, the book that Turechi and her husband, BioNTech CEO, Yuger Sehan wrote with the journalist Joe Miller. So literally a CEO from BioNTech explaining why BioNTech's platform specifically targets the lymph nodes. What Yuger learned was that the location to which the vaccine delivers its wanted poster really mattered. The reason for this, the couple's team realized, was that not all dendritic cells were created equal. The ones that resided in lymph nodes of which the spleen, don't forget that we just talked about the, the spleen, the organ, the reproductive organs, which were all the lipid nanoparticles concentrated. Remember? The spleen having the highest concentration. Look at that. The ones that resided in lymph nodes, of which the spleen is the largest, were particularly adept at capturing mRNA and making sure the instructions it carried were acted upon. These kidney bean-shaped organs found under our armpits, in our groins, and our several other outposts in the body are the information hubs of the immune system. Indeed, Sahan and Torchy were so determined to get their mRNA into the lymph nodes that they had an earlier mRNA construct injected directly into the patient's lymph nodes. <clears throat> Needless to say, such an approach was not likely to obtain wide acceptance as a vaccine. This is why the couple, as explained in the book, needed to package the mRNA in lipid nanoparticles. This is all outlined in order to ensure that mRNA administered by way of an intramuscular injection would, nonetheless, be widely distributed around the body and thus reach the lymph nodes. Deliberately the opposite of what they told you was happening. This is to say that the wide biodistribution of the mRNA that came to light after rollout was never a bug. It's a feature of the BioNTech mRNA technology. Now, whether or not every individual involved in the pr promotion of this knew that, you can decide for yourself. But man... Having elicited an immune response by way of injecting it into the groin, Sahin is even said to have wondered, quote, how substantial could the immune response be if a vaccine got into all lymphatic tissues around the body and recruited, all, recruited all the resident DCs? Now, here's the question. Maybe they still argue, wanted this. They thought this would still be good. But either way, <clears throat> I don't buy that personally, but I think ultimately it doesn't matter. They still lied to you about what was happening. You can prove this. So why has the CDC been lying about this for the last two years and insisting the mRNA stays in the arm? 
Well, they don't really answer that here. But I think the point is, I don't think we can know for sure what they thought or what they wanted to do. But bottom line is that you can prove right now that they knew this, just like every other part of this, that they knew they lied to you about what was happening. And you got it. You really need to ask yourself, what else are we being lied to about? Now, here's just a quick point to make about Moderna CEO for the second time, as far as I can tell, discussing how the new mRNA platform can be used to, I don't know, let's just uh, throw a dart. I don't know. Rebuild the heart and stop heart attacks. Gee, that's got to be a coincidence like everything else, right? So let me walk you through one example of an application that has been tried over the last 40 years across many companies that has always failed is how do you regrow the heart after a heart attack, okay? So Dr. Ken Chen, who is one of Moderna's academic co-founder, is a professor at uh, Karolinska in Sweden, uh, has spent his life studying heart. He's a cardiologist. And what Ken taught me is that on every one of your hearts, we have stem cell. Sorry, I was just checking to see if the YouTube was down. I thought someone said that. But that was the main point, guys. So he did an entire TED Talk on this. So it certainly could just be something they've looked at. But think about how ridiculous it is for the creator of an injection, at least one version of it, that is ruining people's heart muscles. Then to come out with something using the same product to rebuild those heart muscles. This is the Narcan opioid crisis. The same game. They're getting you going both directions. I don't know how we can't see that. It's just insulting to our intelligence. Now, here's an, a really alarming point to take us just a quick dance into the, you know, great reset direction. As Orwell, or- Orwell points out, have you heard of the neo-biological revolution? Janet Metcalf is very excited about this, transforming humans with mRNA platforms. Totally not what they planned, right? It's just about stopping the cold, right? Stopping the COVID cold. Well, no. <laughs> It's a lot bigger than that. Ask now, it's we're beginning to see why they forced in the mRNA platform direction as it killed lots of people, because it was bigger than what we were told, as with everything else going on. Thank you. To start, uh, give us your definition of the neobiological revolution. So I consider the neobiological revolution essentially the next phase of the digital revolution when we take all of our fancy digital tools and godlike technologies to engineer human biology. Godlike technologies to engineer human biology. Really? Come on, guys. I mean, my God, like we're going to pretend like that's not like, isn't that literally what we're saying is alarming? And then they go, you're a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> they just proudly, like, I'm not even saying that, Jane Metcalf, for example, is doing this for malicious reasons. I, I, I would be worried about that. But come on, are we really going to pretend like this is not exactly what we're saying is concerning and that they then call you crazy for pointing out? <laughs> it's, just, it's just so stupid how on its face they're telling you what they're telling us is not happening. Basically to transform our own species. Now, let me, I just want to play that again. So I, I, I thought that was the end of the that's an important opening point right there, what she says. When we take all of our fancy digital tools and godlike technologies to engineer human biology, basically to transform our own species. What are you most excited about? Well, this is like asking me, which one of my babies do I love most? <laughs> there are... well, okay, sure. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> I, I fall in love with technology. I get very excited about this stuff. And 
I'm very excited about using technology to transform health and solve some of the problems that have plagued us for, for um, millennia. Um, of course, the mRNA platform is astonishing and um, using that not only to create the COVID vaccine, um, but to do all kinds of treatments. Um, and right. So, think, so right, let's not pretend like that wasn't already in the cards. Right? So they really want the average person to think this was just a, a revolution in vaccinations. This that that's just a that's just one accessory of what this thing is designed. What they have grand plans to do. Look at what she's talking about. They are literally talking about re-engineering the human species on the surface of their conversation. But yeah, it made some great vaccines though that killed a lot of people though. But we'll talk about that. Why wouldn't this be concerning to people? Even if they have grand intentions, and even if you think this is the right step, you know how many ways this could go wrong. How many ways this could. Like I think even like Del Bigtree said this right in the beginning of all of this. We're talking about a potential species-ending event. Not to try to be hyperbolic or or fear-mongering, but when you're messing with genetics like this, the way that they are, you could there any one of the things they could do could literally wipe out the human species, the planet for that matter. They just act like they know well that they we 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 know what we're doing. Oh, do they? How often we continue to see that they don't, that they're just experimenting with our bodies. And a fraction of the time at a fraction of the cost, that's incredibly exciting. That's um, what it's really about. But to do all kinds of treatments um, in a fraction of the time at a fraction of the cost, that's incredibly exciting. Um, you know, it's essentially biological software that can be used even beyond its therapeutic um, potential. So right. So the plug and play platform that we pointed out and they called us crazy for saying. We're going to see a lot of creative ways um, that mRNA can be used. Yep. Creative, creative is one word for it, or you could say, you know, devastatingly alarming or, you know, whatever else. But to finish here, just to wrap into, you know, the, the creation of this and how this is all being overlapped with the potential of what they used this to make, or rather what they used to justify the use of the MRA platform, however that ultimately worked. Shout out at the end here to Emily Kopp here, who did a really great job kind of just breaking down a lot of these different clips that I found very relevant. It's very difficult for me these days to sit through some of these briefings and, and hearings. So I really appreciate when people take the time to you know break some of them down. But just to finish off, I wanted to play a couple of these clips. They just they just speak like this this series of clips, I think three or four of them we're gonna play, they just speak to the general incompetence and omnipotence, at least perceived, of the government. Or rather, not just I mean, he was arguably part of the government, is part of the government, but the apparatus that's like, you know, the companies. See, that's the thing, guys. When we're talking about the government today. These individuals that are talking in front of you are arguably just moving parts, cogs in the machine. The government, the military industrial complex, the intelligence apparatus, and the corporations that they all intermingle with, and the mafiosos and the criminal element. That is their government. That's the reality. So that that's why we talk about fascism, fascist entity. The governments and corporations have completely overlapped. That is your public-private partnership model. That is the Great Reset. That is the World Economic Forum. My point, though, is that these things, this whole point here is, is relating to all of it, how they are just completely outside their bounds, if they even have boundaries. They're talking about the Equal Health Alliance here and how they have yet to even respond to numerous questions being given by, the, by Congress. And nobody, what do we do? What happens then? So who does the NIH or the Equal Health Alliance, who do they answer to? It's supposed to be these people. It's supposed to be the, the congressional hearings or the congressional bodies that are supposed to, but they don't care. 
They just sit down, they lie, and they make excuses. Nothing ever happens. So that's why they don't respond anymore. They're, they know they can get to say it. It's sort of how Ukraine will continue, the military will continue to say exactly what they are, what they're doing, and we want to murder these people. And they just don't care because they're getting away with it. They know the U.S. government will lie and gaslight for them. So they just tell you, or how Israel's government will openly tell you. That'll never be a two-state solution. And then Biden will say, that's what they want. Didn't you just hear him say that's never going to happen? But they lie to you because they know you'll take what they say at face value. So here is what Senator uh, Mr. Griffin, the chairman, is going to be discussing or asking, just really stating for the record, that they have never responded to this stuff. And Equal Health Alliance, if you don't remember, let me see if I actually have this pulled up. That's relevant anyway. Equal Health Alliance just got a fresh $3 million grant from the Department of Defense. Shocking. Not at all. But I'll play these and I'll grab this in the back end. The point being that I have some you know recent discussions about Equal Health Alliance. But don't forget, so Equal Health Alliance, working with North Carolina University, the group which the material came from, essentially worked to create what we're talking about. The, the gain-of-function research, the overlap with the material used at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, with the NIH and NIH funding. Peter Daszak from Equal Health Alliance, working with Ralph Barrick from, excuse me, I want to make sure I'm clear on this, the University of North Carolina. Somebody's co- correct in pointing out to me the other day that saying Carolina, North Carolina universities can be conflated or is conflating the other place. So the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill is what we're talking about. So that those two, Ralph Barrick, Equal Alliance, Peter Daszak, and the working on the 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 origin points of what we're talking about here. Now, th- if there's ever a group right now that should be absolutely instantaneously on the, the demanding that you have to answer these questions, everyone's pointing at them as the possible core of what this all is, and they haven't even responded to like 14 letters from. What does that tell you? Who's actually in charge here? Any of the questions we have are due to a lack of response to congressional inquiries regarding COVID-19. One of the major concerns that has gone unanswered by the National Institute of Health is the lack of compliance and oversight into grant awards to EcoHealth Alliance. There are a myriad of compliance issues surrounding EcoHealth and their sub-award grants to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, specifically for coronavirus research. The NIH has been reluctant to answer our inquiries on issues such as EcoHealth withholding data, potentially double billing the federal government and missing laboratory notebooks and electronic files. Okay, so not only are they withholding information, but they're double billing the government. That's you. They're double billing you, taxpayer, for criminal activity, arguably, and not even fulfilling what they're supposed to fulfill, and then just not even answering when the Congress follows up about it. That that is what omnipotent, that, that is what Bauer looks like, apparently. They were supposed to be delivered to the NIH by EcoHealth. Which NIH didn't care about. does not have to be confrontational. Republican leaders have sent a similar letter to entities such as Boston University about an experiment involving a hybrid COVID virus that attracted press attention. Boston University fully cooperated, sending a written response letter directly addressing the questions, producing about 2,000 pages of documents, and providing a briefing to bipartisan staff. In contrast, the NIH has not provided a satisfactory or complete response. This is not acceptable. Let me be clear. It is not acceptable to stonewall any member of Congress with oversight authority, whether that member be a Democrat or be a Republican. 
whether that member be in the minority or in the majority. So, again, very clearly what he's saying is that they're not even responding. As she writes, at a hearing on the COVID response, Energy and Commerce Oversight Committee, Chair Griffin calls out the NIH for stonewalling the investigation into Eagle Alliance. So this, this is the government hiding what they're doing with the very entity that we're people want to know about. How do you not understand that? Like, why would they not want to comply with them if they have nothing to hide? Like, that doesn't prove that they're hiding something, but I think we know that there's more going on here. Now, at this stage, what's supposed to happen? Where's Biden? Where is the, where's the executive branch stepping in and going, there, clearly something needs to happen here because NIH is getting away with just simply not giving them what they're supposed to have. Nobody seems to care. The media doesn't care. Nobody's harping on this outside of the independent media. I just, what, what else does this tell you? I, along with now chairs Rogers and Guthrie have sent the NIH 14 letters requesting information. Those letters ranged in date from March 18, 2021 to November 30th, 2022. So all the way back from 2021, think about that. The government, the congressional committee has sent them responses. They are legally obligated to respond. NIH is supposed to be making this happen. Nobody cares. Two years ago. Do you think the NIH feels accountable to the government? What do you think? And most have gone completely unanswered. We received responses from other agencies, such as the CDC, to our letters. It appears there was a standing policy at the NIH to disregard letters from the minority members of this committee. Is that true? Yes or no? No. So it's just incompetence that caused 14 letters to go basically unanswered. I'll take that as given. Yeah, you got him right there, uh, didn't you? The funny part about this, what he's insinuating, I believe, is that the Republican side of this was not getting responded to. So when they're putting up, you know, you could argue that's because Republicans were asking the right questions or just because it's a political thing. Who knows? But the point, he, he clearly got him there. So you're willing to say, no, it wasn't because of politics. So then what was it then? <laughs> no, no, there's no reason. 14 letters about specifically the thing that what you're claiming is destroying everyone's lives. Nothing. No responses. That's it's just so transparently obvious. Something is being hidden. It has serious deficiencies, as we've discussed. The Office of the Inspector General even confirmed this in a recent report. How do you allow that to happen without consequences? Right. So the consequences were um, the initial suspension, reinstatement, suspension of the grant. Um, and we have worked with the primary grantee, EcoHealth Alliance, to get them back into proper order. Right, right. So the point is, we need them. So as long as they get, we, we work with them to, re, to so they break the law, right? They break, they do all these things. They have uh, they, the problems everywhere. And we're just going to go, we'll help you get back on track. No, no criminal accountability. No, no penalties. We just get them back and put them back. That's not how that's supposed to work. By the way, is this just like mini, mini Fauci? I mean, it's funny how it's just the weirdest. Is this somebody he chose? That's interesting. It does not seem sufficient to this member. Right. Eco- it's not sufficient. It's not sufficient. So, so like this, the point is, these are some high-level problems that are being exposed. And it's turning out all they really did was just talk to them, say, okay, well, are you going to stop? We promise. Okay, good. Go back to work. That's exactly what it looks like. American taxpayer dollars. We follow process. They were put under advisement of these deficiencies. They have been working with us to correct them. 
And that's why we proceeded. But they can't correct the information that they didn't require their partners at the Wuhan lab to give them to give you three years later. Yeah, that's called plausible deniability. This is a game of shells. It's a shell game. So we don't have the information that we learned last week was important in determining both the origins and how to treat those origins at an early date. They failed in a major respect. How can that possibly now comply with your processes? Right. And we have corrected with them their administrative shortfalls and <laughs> continue to work with them. We so, so the answer is it doesn't matter. We don't stop the work because the work's what's important. But so even though they're violating like things that they should have been, they should immediately put the work on hold to make for safety because that's what they care about. Right. Well, no. As long as they say we're going to correct the things, whether we even care if they do or not, we let them keep going. Because the point is, that's what's most important to them. The safety is lip service, guys. We need to see that by now. We are unable to disbar um, an organization. That's that's so do you want to th- this, this is an important part. So he's, he's sidestepping that by going, well, we're not even able to, which they know damn well, should they need to, they could push this to the, the it's the HHS. They could reach out and say, look, this needs to happen because an HHS can take the action. But all he's doing is basically throwing HHS, HHS, under, excuse me, HHS under the bus. But that's interesting because that is very important to the long... Remember from the very beginning of this, people like Robert Cadleck, the Assistant Secretary for Preparedness Response. The HHS is a huge part of this. So I find that an interesting point. are unable to disbar um, an organization... So do you want authority from Congress to be able to disbar an organization that breaches their contract and fails to get us information from a subcontractor that may have had vital information in helping us to respond to the COVID-19 outbreak? The shortcomings of the Wuhan Institute of Virology have been noted in the GAO report, as you know. I know. And they recommend that disbarment be considered. And this is something that, you know, we will. You need new. But the government stepped in and said, nope. Heard recommendation, disagree, because the point is the experiment. That's my opinion. Authority from us to disbar. We, we do not disbar that. The, the, the disbarment official sits in HHS. Exactly. And that's the main point there, guys. Is, so it's the HHS that's supposed to be enacting this whole time. Nothing. This is, this is a government conspiracy i mean as much as people are afraid to make that term use the term that's what this literally is how else do you point that out how else do you describe what we just talked about it's just transparently obvious and then the point i brought this up to finish we just equal alliance on top of everything else just got more funding from the department of defense not nih yeah, so they know that, that that cat's out of the bag this is a military operation so let's just dump money on this is still happening they're just going to call it EPPP research and do it in a different part of China. It's all good. No one's paying attention. My God, guys, this is so ridiculous. <sighs> My heart really goes out to the people in Ohio right now. God only knows. I mean, I, if I were there, I would be gone. I don't think I would ever go back as sad as that is. And that's not something we should have to deal with. Leaving your home. But I'll tell you, man, I, I am. It, it, being a contrarian has never been right. has never been more appropriate in the world today. I'll tell you, because it's obvious that these people will always put out the false information. Sometimes it seems just for fun. I'm just kind of being facetious. But at this point, look at what's going on today. 
they're lying about every single thing that we seem to be pointing out. And this isn't because I assume that to begin with. We come at every topic with a fresh perspective and we question even our own preconceived ideas because they are there. Trust me, I am quick to immediately be like, ah, I don't, I don't believe what they're saying, but I don't let that overtake the thing. I research, I question it, I listen to what the corporate media is saying, I compare it with what we can prove. And it, weirdly enough, seems to pretty much pretty commonly turn out to be the fact that we don't have all the information and that they're hiding X, Y, and Z or whatever else is happening. So we need to keep attuned to these situations, but recognize that there's so much going on right now that doesn't need any more information. Yes, we should want it as always. We should have the full, we we deserve, we have a right to the truth, especially when we're paying for what they're doing. But we don't need anything else to prove that these people broke the law. This is the point where we should be at right now. This should be done. And there are plenty of us out there that have been saying this from the very beginning. There's plenty of doctors and experts and PhDs and high-level people that are outright standing on their entire, they're putting their career on the line to make sure you see this. There was a whole part I was going to get into about that with Maholtra and some other people. We'll get into it in the next show. They're doing great work out there and waking people up in India. They're, they're going around the world and they are speaking to medical organizations and saying, guys, let us talk to you. Let us show you that you're being misled. And some of them are going, thank God you came. We're making a difference. You're making a difference. So keep fighting and keep doing what you can out there because people are thirsty for objectivity right now. Do what you can to support the platform, guys, because we're growing and we're, we are swinging. We're coming out swinging right now because this is where we need to be. And I'm putting everything I have into this. Every single thing I have into this. Everything we get in, I put, I, you know, anyway, the point is more, I'm put, probably putting more into this than I should be where I'm struggling in other areas. The bottom line is that I, as you, as you guys probably see now, I got, we have Matt Errett now writing for the site. I'm actually about to add him to the, to the, the list. You know, the point is that I, I'm every cost we have is being used to filter back into making this bigger, more effective, more information, more reach, because that's all I care about. This is clearly the most important thing that's ever happened in our lifetimes. I, that's, I mean, how do we not see that by now? Doesn't mean everybody has to do this, but I can't not do this. So any way you can out there, even if it's just sharing the link, getting the information out there, help support this platform. Help support the growing Pirate Stream Media. Help support Rebunk. Help support Courtney Turner's podcast. Help support anybody out there that is doing their best to bring the truth to you. I love you all. As always, question everything. Come to your own conclusions. Stay vigilant.